Uh, so we have all these big issues going on. We talk about them every day with pro-life, with sanctuary cities. If you believe that these things are wonderful inventions of our society uh, when it comes to abortion and, and, uh, and all this other nonsense, uh, well, then you're probably supporting progressive causes. However, if you are on uh, the other, uh, Pat is also does not understand how cameras work. Uh, he's very, very confused. Uh, <laughs> now that works. So if you don't want to support Sorry. people who don't understand how cameras work, uh, you want to support Patriot Mobile. They never donate to people who now put their cord, their arm in the car, in the shot. Uh, there it is. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Patriot Mobile is uh, the phone company that I use. And, and the reason I use it is because they have great service. They have uh, great uh, data speeds and, and all the stuff that you'd expect from a phone company. But they don't donate their money to Planned Parenthood. They don't donate their money to left-wing causes that try to take away your rights, uh, Second Amendment rights, and everything else. Uh, so uh, get in, get involved now with Patriot Mobile. They've got uh, plans starting as low as twenty five bucks a month. That's unlimited talk and text. Mention Blaze when you call one eight hundred A Patriot, and they're going to waive the activation fee. You can also go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze or one eight hundred A Patriot is patriotmobile.com slash blaze. And now Jeffy's sticking his fingers in the shot. Uh, there's oh hi Pat, thank you. Well, the show's about to start with with these guys in, in just a moment. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today with uh, Pat and Stu, Jeffy has joined us for one reason we can't ascertain. We we don't know why, but it's one of those weird things. Why or how it happened, we will never know. (laughs) Uh, But Glenn's back on Tuesday. So right after the uh, three-day Memorial Day weekend, he'll he'll be back in his rightful place. A lot to talk about today. The uh, slowed down Nancy Pelosi video. <laughs> Who did it? Who did it? I want Thank a full Mueller style investigation. Thank you. In fact, keep Mueller on staff. I want to launch an investigation into the slowed down video. If we could just keep him on retainer yeah. for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. <laughs> Give him like 20 or 30 investigations at a time. No uh-huh. more than that. Though. That would be excessive. <laughs> so uh, we will talk about that. Also, there's some people kind of defending the release of John Walker Lind. Right, the New York Times is kind of going to bat for John Walker Lind, which is, I guess, if you're going to come up with a source that's going to go to bat for the American Taliban, you might select the New York Times Mm -hmm. as source number one. But yeah, they're going into that, and we can uh, get into that here in just a moment as well. All coming up uh, in about sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Here's something you probably don't know about erectile dysfunction. 52% of guys over 40 experience ED. And here's something you probably do know about erectile dysfunction. 0% of guys like talking about it. Fortunately, Roman is here to help. With Roman, you can go online and visit a one-stop shop where U.S. licensed physicians can diagnose ED. We'll then ship medication right from our pharmacy to your door. With Roman, you don't have to spend time in waiting rooms, deal with awkward face-to-face conversations, or make uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. Just visit GetRoman.com, chat with a doctor, and get genuine medication delivered in discreet, unmarked packaging. And now that brand name ED meds have gone generic, it's more affordable than ever to get treatment. Start your free online visit at GetRoman.com slash America. That's GetRoman.com slash America. Additional terms, conditions, and eligibility requirements apply. Visit GetRoman.com for more details. 
Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn and uh, Jeffy joins us as well. Uh, finally happened in, in the UK. Theresa May resigned. Oh, no. Uh, and frankly, I don't understand parliamentary. <laughs> I'm so I, glad you said that. I don't get how it works. I, I, how, I don't get it. How do you not serve out your terms? And it like it, 95% of the prime ministers in Britain <laughs> don't serve no. out their term. No. It's like, oh, okay, we pissed us off this week and it's windy. Uh, he's got to go. How does that happen? Right, because Brexit was also responsible for Cameron leaving, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think Cam- so. yeah, when the vote happened, when the vote happened, the vote happened they Cameron lost the said, vote. okay, I'm resigning. Right. Like, wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> I can't. What? And then Teresa has screwed it up so much that she has to go now. And I don't even know. I don't Weird. know that she had a win. I don't know that there was any way to win this because, you know, she has to get something passed. So as much as it, it, it to me, it seems like, look, the people voted on it. You have a system where people can vote on these things. Yeah. They voted for Brexit. Do it. You know, it's a lot more complicated than that. And and there's not a really a simple, simple solution there. We've talked to Daniel Hannon about this, who's really the only person uh, to go to when it comes to Brexit. He's I mean, the only person that understands it, I think. Yeah. And he was really the guy who he was the guy who yeah. basically pushed for this. A lot of other people have had press on this over the years. But Daniel Hannon was the guy who really talked about this i mean the first time he was on with us probably 2010 or 2011 he talked about how it was his priority he worked in the he was in the european union he was in the government and he wanted to dissolve it <laughs> he wanted to get out, get britain out of it right. he actually succeeded and then here we are years and years later they're still fighting about it yeah um but it, it's one of those things where i just don't understand like I it seems like every either. time something that's a priority to a prime minister doesn't go their way they're like all right i'm out ah. yeah I, just, I mean, I tried. I tried for like a, a year, and you guys don't want to do the thing I want you to do, so see ya. These coalition governments are really confusing, because if you, I guess if you don't have enough members of your party voted into parliament, you can't govern. And you realize that, right. and then you strike some deal with some other party, and yeah. they take over. Then like the 14 parties all get together. and That's another thing. I don't understand the parties. <laughs> the Tory part. I knew what yeah. the Tories were in the Revolutionary War. Right. I don't. Don't know what they are today. Yeah, she's the leader of the Tory party now. <clears throat> right. Right. And so, and, and the, her resignation is uh, effective June 7th, but she's not really leaving until maybe they find some replacement July, in July. <laughs> and I, I just can't understand. I, I can't either. And are you going to vote on somebody or you just put them in there? I think they vote, they, right? They I vote, think they have yeah. another election. Which they can do elections at any time. That must be, that must cost them a fortune. Yeah, because they're just like, yeah. I love when oh, there yeah. was like, they, you always get this story, like, uh, Theresa May decided she was going to call for a new election. You're like, wait, wait what? what? Like, wait, <laughs> they don't schedule these things in advance? <laughs> it's so like, weird. Like, you know what? Two weeks, we're doing it. Like, it seems uh-huh. like what happens is whenever yeah. uh, the prime minister thinks they've consolidated power or are doing well in the polls, they just call for another election to try to get more power, <laughs> which is a bizarre way of running That's things. why we left that yeah. stupid yeah. country in the first place. And we're the minority still. I mean... The parliamentary democracy has spread around the world, and yeah. a lot of times we talk about that essentially being how democracy is spread. I mean, like a lot of countries have this type of system. Uh-huh. It's less like our type of system, oh, yeah. which has proven to be vastly superior. <laughs> let's yes. be honest about it. Let's let's do. I, I yes, mean, it's just vastly. better. We. I mean, again. There are a lot of problems here. I'm not going to sit here and say that there's no problems in this country. But the idea that, like, can you imagine if, like, Donald Trump had a good day and then he would just call for a new election and get, like, 80 senators. And then he's like, you know what? I want to pass the wall. And he couldn't get enough of his bill. He's like, all right, I'm stepping down. Wait, wait. We elected (laughs) you for we. It's like we signed you to a four year contract. Yes. You know, and it, it was like it would be as if it's like everyone in. 
in Great Britain and all these other countries are like Le'Veon Bell. Like they get signed, they get offered these deals, and it's like, no, I'm not showing up this year. <laughs> like, Wait, no, we signed you. I'm going to sit out the Parliament this year. I'm sitting it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you can really it really is weird very strange and to me i so i don't know what the tories are all about the labor party seems to be like the liberals yeah here yes and the tories are very so, close to socialists right. mm-hmm. then there's a conservative conservative party that i don't think they're like americans conservatives no, none of them are and then there's a brexit party now and the brexit party has has vastly uh increased their numbers yeah. over the last couple of years and they just did a poll where if the election would have been held when they did the poll, apparently the Brexit party was maybe in the lead, I think. Wow. It, it, had, well, it had more support than over, the Labor uh, and Tories combined. And that may be who takes over in July. Maybe. maybe. Can you imagine the frustration, though, that you go through this whole thing where they put, they put this up to a big vote. You've got uh, you know a situation where you, your entire nation steps up and does something that was thought to be unthinkable by the entire world. Yeah. We are pulling out of the European Union. We didn't like this experiment. We're out. And I thought it was a great decision. Oh, I do too. I, I'm, I'm fully behind you know, the Daniel Hannon view elites, of this. But the elites, uh, you know, a lot of the elites didn't think it was. They no. were not fully behind. Right. That's what Theresa May tried to do is you know, pull out, well, we're going to leave, but we're not really going to leave. Well, and, and two, I mean, May gets you know, just destroyed by everybody here because she has no allies left really anymore. But I mean, mm-hmm. the, the bottom line is she had to get something passed. So she can't just say, well, pure Brexit, you know, Daniel Hannon, you design it because then none of the other people are going to vote for it. So mm-hmm. like she has to actually come up with something that everyone votes on, which is, you know, near impossible. So they, the closer we get to this sort of deadline, they have this hard pullout yeah. thing, which I think is you know, probably where this winds up, honestly, at this point. And I don't think it's going to be nearly as disastrous as everyone else is saying. Um, but I mean, think about this when we had Obamacare going on in this country and Obamacare is they're going back and forth about it, trying to figure out what, you know, whether this thing is going to pass. Barack Obama's got 60 senators. He can pass anything he wants, mm-hmm. you know, with the we just filibuster proof uh, majority here. He can pass anything he wants. So the Senate uh, passes this bill. And as they're negotiating it, a special election happens. And of all places, Massachusetts in the middle of this and scott brown is a republican somehow wins in massachusetts almost entirely to stop obamacare and then uh the house just abandons the whole negotiation and and takes basically takes a quirk of the rules and passes the thing that was already passed that they never planned on actually making into obamacare they just passed the old thing Mm-hmm. Um, because they couldn't vote on it again because Scott Brown would have made it so they could not uh, have passed it. And, th- and remember wh- how we felt? Oh, remember yeah. how half the country felt? It was the whole Nancy Pelosi, we're going to pole vault over this, we're going to get it done, you'll see what's in it afterwards, don't worry about it. Yeah. That whole thing, they, that pissed off the entire country. It started, uh, you know, the, the Tea Party was largely, you know, right in tune with that. We're talking one of the largest wave elections in the last century. I mean, <laughs> it was a massive change in our country because of that. That's nothing compared to what's happened with Brexit. The people actually all came out and mm-hmm. voted for it, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to do it. <laughs> like, uh, so thanks for your input. Yeah. But no. Yeah. And now it's been, you know, dragging on for yeah. so long. And it's not like that was a non binding referendum. Right. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. And it was they like, were... you want to get out of Brexit, we'll get out of Brexit. And then, nope, we don't want to. Uh, the elites, we don't want no, to. No, we don't. And the government called for it thinking wow. it would. It would be defeated, and we could finally be done with this whole leaving the EU thing. 
because we'll just destroy it. Right. Stay will win and leave will lose. And then, uh, you know, or remain will win and, and leave will lose. And and it's one of those we'll things where done. now they're like, well, uh, yeah, we didn't really like what you guys said, though. Well, I know we know we asked your opinion. It's like when you go we didn't to. didn't really want it. Right. It's like when you go to your, your, your wife and, and she says, oh, what do you want? What do you want? Uh, to where do you want to go to dinner? And she says, "Oh, I don't care." And then you're like, "All right, Taco Bell." No, not Taco Bell. Well, why didn't you say something then? <laughs> We're now in the drive-through line. That's basically what they do. Yeah, and that is a yeah. uh, that's a weird way to run a country. So confusing. Yeah. It, it might just be time to send American troops and force issue <laughs> make them adopt our system. <laughs> you know, it's just time. It is weird that it's just time. There's not more of a rush to adopt the American system. I know. You know, like a lot of people will go yeah. towards democracy, towards capitalism, but because I think America's the big bad boy in the block and they're vilified over we're vilified over everything, there's very few countries who are just like, you know what? We were kind of watching this whole America thing develop the last couple hundred years, and it's pretty pretty nice. Yeah. Let's do that. It's got some issues, but like yeah. I think we should get in that boat. We right. have Supreme Court justices saying, uh, you know, an African nation is better than ours. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, we're not going. Nobody wants to be us. And I guess because my guess is because it it does not allow for enough government control. If you're starting a new country and you've got the power to design it, well, you're going to put yourself into a position of power. That's why the founders were so right. freaking great. It's so extraordinary. Yeah. They were just like, you know what? We have yep. the opportunity to do whatever we want. We could all be mm-hmm. kings. We could all rule this right. place forever. Instead, let's give the power to the people. It's something that almost no one to this day really tries to do. To the extent where when Washington was asked to be a king, he said, don't ever bring that up again. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. That's what we left. And that's what we're trying to avoid. And I don't want to hear that kind of talk because it might spread. Yeah. So that takes a, a pretty amazing person. It does. To shut that down. And and in the new, you know, these countries, as they design their systems, they don't necessarily get, you know, they don't they make themselves kings anymore. They just, well, we're going to take control of health care, uh, banking, uh, and energy. Because we know and, better. Because we know better. So that's like, you know, 75% of the economy will just run. And then mm-hmm. we'll put heavy regulations on everything else. And we'll tell you exactly what you can and can't do. But it, you guys get to vote for the next person to tell you what you can <laughs> and cannot do. That's the democracy of today. It's bizarre. It is, and again, you, you do have that moment, as much as we complain about it, remembering when you watch you know, the whole situation going on in Britain, which is one of the best countries. Like the, mm-hmm. They're like a good yeah. example of how things are run. You see th- how things are going there, and you step back and you say, okay, maybe we do have it pretty sweet here. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. it's not so bad. 888-727-BECK. We'll be back in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. According to the FBI, the average loss in a burglary is about $2,000. That's pretty hard to recover from. Even so, only one in five homes have home security. With Simply Safe, there's no contracts, no hidden fees, no fine print, no wires. It's designed to blend right into your home. No drilling, nothing, no strings, no wires. It's easy to order and set up, and you can usually do it in less than an hour. Simply Safe System has won a ton of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Around the clock monitoring is $15 a month. Simply Safe. Doing home security the right way. And Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com to get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. Get your free HD security camera now by going to simplysafebeck.com and ordering today. That's simplysafebeck.com.
Pat and Stu and Jeffy for Glenn. He'll be back on uh, Tuesday morning, 888-727-BECK. So yesterday, the American Taliban, uh, John Walker Lind, was released early. Mm-hmm. Amazing. After 17 of his uh, 20-year sentence, he they just let him go, I guess, because of good behavior. And people are, including us, we're a little perplexed by that. But the New York Times apparently has a little, little different spin on it. Yeah, which you would expect, of course. Mm-hmm. The Times uh, has an op-ed talking about uh, the release of John Walker, Walker Lind. And they're basically making, they're, they're to his defense attorneys here. Um, they say, hard to imagine now after everything that's happened in the brutal decades since, but there was a time when we were fairly cozy with the Taliban. Now, of course, we know this. Uh, you know, famously, there's pictures of, you know, Donald Rumsfeld, and, and these were trotted out constantly during the administration. Um, for much of the 1990s, when an earnest, bookish California teenager named John Walker Lind first felt himself drawn to the study of Islam. The United- <laughs> That's I mean, a nice spin right <laughs> there. You love this. You love this. Uh, that's a friendly telling. The United States lent its support to plans by an American-led group of businesses to develop an oil pipeline that would run through Afghanistan. This would require negotiations with the Taliban, the world's most oppressive Muslim regime. Government officials who had misgivings about human rights abuses in Afghanistan largely kept their reservations to themselves. Not long before, in the Reagan era, the term Mujahideen had a heroic ring to it. These were fierce and noble Afghan warriors, our president assured us, fighting with limited resources to liberate their country from Soviet oppression. Now, of course, you get the tone of this, which is Lind is just a just a teenager. No big deal. And it was really these Republicans that we were friend. The reason why we were friendly with these oppressive regimes. Um, the official stance, uh, of course, changed after September 11th. And this is one thing I didn't know or didn't remember, at least about this case. Um all these events of September 11th were all but unimaginable in mid-2000 when Lind, age 19, decided to travel to middle, the Middle East to study the Quran. So they are making the case, and not explicitly saying, but insinuating at least, that Lind joined the Taliban before 9-11 by a good year or so. So, And at this point, while certainly Osama bin Laden was known uh, in cir- you know, circles of terrorism, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, it wasn't like the main headline of the United States that the Taliban were, you know, was a, was a was a bad group of people. And someone who's a teenager could easily think that it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Now, of course, you have September 11th happens, and we should talk about maybe. Uh, I don't know if Jason's in today. Uh, I think he is because he was doing uh, he was doing uh, your show, right? Yes, that yes, Gray Unleashed, yeah. mm-hmm. Jason Buttrell, who was actually there when he was there when John Walker Lind was at when they captured him. He was, oh, wow. he was there, uh, mm. like when he was waterboarded, he was there. Like he was, he's a, you know, former military guy and was, was he the one waterboarding him? I asked him that. that. Would be cool. um, and I, I said, you know, I was <laughs> like, if cool. it's true, he won't tell me, but he did say no. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, but he said he was like, I don't know if he was in the room, but he was like right there. He saw the guy. He, he had, he has, we got to talk to him about oh, this. Wouldn't you like to work it. with the guy who uh, waterboarded? Oh, totally. John Walker Lind. I think that'd be <laughs> <laughs> interesting i'd like to work with someone who waterboarded jeffy yes uh that would yes. i would really respect that would not be fun <laughs> now we all work with people who waterboarded stuber gear thank you uh, well insure boarded insure boarded yes I that's was, right it wasn't water i was waterboarded with a, a chocolatey um shake which <laughs> too was far chocolate. too chocolatey uh for that treatment <laughs> Uh, that's one to go back on YouTube and find today. Yeah. Um, the consequences of the decision, of course, uh, John Walker Lind are a matter of public record. Uh, at two months after the Twin Towers had fallen, six weeks after the United States dropped its first bomb on Afghanistan, 
a few hundred Taliban soldiers held as prisoners of war in uh, in uh, fortress uh, staged an uprising. Over the next eight days, all but 86 of those prisoners would die, as well as a great number of their jailers and a man, man named John Spann, uh, Michael Spann, Johnny Michael Spann was his actual name, uh, who was serving as CIA advisor. He's the first person who died in, in that war. Um, and, of course, they found that one of the people was an American, John Walker Lind. Now, this is their take on the whole prison riot thing, which is one of the big issues with Lind. How is this guy getting out of prison? He was responsible for the death of a, of a CIA agent, the first death in, in the Afghanistan war. Mm-hmm. They say there was no evidence that this young American had taken an active part in the violence. In mm. fact, it was later determined that he had been hiding in the basement for the bulk of the conflict, which I don't know. Kind really? Of I've never heard that. Makes me laugh a little bit. Yeah, I've never um, heard that. The Taliban had sheltered Osama bin Laden, after all, and therefore uh, every better of his regime, no matter how inconsequential, was a terrorist as well. As well, They go on and say that basically Lind was a, a teenager, didn't even know the Taliban was bad when he joined, had no role in this at all, gets 20 years unfairly is their case. Like, shouldn't mm. even have had that. So he gets 20 years, which was a plea agreement, and then he's released, and people are going to give him a hard time on it, and he should be out of prison. Um, that is the case wow. of the New York Times. Now, I, to me, it's interesting because, and I think, I think this is a positive for our country and our system, and it's the type of thing that I, as much as I don't like when it goes wrong like this, it's something I'm proud of when it comes to the United States, which is the guy served his term. He served his time. He got 20 years. Now, this he did get 17 years um, because of good behavior, but that was part of his sentencing uh, from the beginning. If he had good behavior, he would be out. They are saying it doesn't matter if he's reformed or not. There's nothing he can do. Trump yesterday came out and said, look, I went, I asked, is there anything I can do about this? And they said, no, there's nothing I can do about this. Oh. Um, so and you do kind of like the fact yeah, that you the do. <clears throat> president doesn't necessarily have that kind of power. Yeah, and shouldn't. Because in, you, could, in you could do that to any of your enemies. As president. Right. You could say, oh, well, I think he's a real risk, and then keep him in prison forever. Yep. Yeah. That would not be a good development. So the fact that we're letting him out, while yeah. I think in this case is really bad, because it does seem like he's not he's reformed. Because he's not reformed. Yeah. I mean, even the media is not yeah. trying to make the case that he's reformed. Yeah. I mean, his dad I think his is, dad, yeah. His it's dad about it. Said, but he, if you look at his statements in the past few years, they're pretty jihad-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, yeah, I'm going to get back to being radical as soon as I get yeah. out of this dump. Yeah. Oh, okay. And what do you think? I wonder what his first thing was. I feel like, you know, where does he go first? It's like Wendy's or something. Like, there's something uh-huh. he wants to do really badly. I don't know if it's uh-huh. Wendy's for John Walker Lynn. Might be for us. But like, what's the first thing he does? And then, can, does this guy get a job? Like, what's he doing for the rest yeah, of his who's life? Gonna who's going to hire John Walker Lynn? <laughs> probably the New York Times, actually. He'll probably be an op-ed yeah. contributor. Yes. Yeah. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I needed new blinds. I knew I could save a ton of money if I put them in myself, but I was nervous about measuring right and then installing them. That's why I went to blinds.com. I'd heard their ads on the radio, how they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. But I still had to install them. So I called in my design consultant, Carla. She talked me through it all, from picking the right blinds to installing them. Plus, the online design consultation was free. Samples were free. Shipping was free. My home looks perfect. It's the Memorial Day mega sale. With over 15 million windows covered and more than 30,000 five-star customer reviews, Blinds.com is America's number one choice. Every order gets free samples, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
Go to Blinds.com now to transform your home at the lowest prices of the year. Save up to 50% site-wide. Plus, listeners save an extra $20 with promo code BECK. Blinds.com promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions apply. Socialism is a disease. We've got the cure. Inoculate yourself with a daily dose of Glenn at glennbeck.com or wherever podcasts are found. Uh, Pat and Stu, uh, plus Jeffy on this Friday. Uh, we've been talking about, uh, for for Glenn, by the way, we've, we've been talking about uh, the American Taliban, Johnny Walker Lind, and his release yesterday and whether or not he should have been released. And there's not much we can do about it now because he has been released. Yeah. Uh, but Jason Buttrill, or Buttrill, I just said it like Glenn does, yeah, right? That's right? Well, yes, you're in that chair. Because uh, so. I'm in that chair. <laughs> so, Jason, you were actually there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was um, I was in, in country, the Marines at the time. It was, as part of the Marine Corps, I was in the initial invasion uh, force. And actually, I was in uh, the right. I, I guess when September 10th, we pulled into uh, Australia and we were doing an exercise with Australian Marines, and we were just kind of hanging out at like a sports bar, just uh, watching TV after the exercise, and we saw the towers come down, and we thought it was like an Australian movie. We we had no idea what was going on. Oh wow! Literally, like thirty minutes later, the shore patrol came around, gathered everybody up, put us out on the boats. We were in Afghanistan just a couple months later. It was absolutely insane. Wow! Yeah. But um, yeah, we we I had gotten the intel reports that there was an American Taliban while we were in Afghanistan, and I read everything, and we were just like our jaws hit the floor. We were like, "What in the heck?" And uh, most of us just wanted a shot at him, pretty much. Um, we found out about the uprising. We uh, the CIA officer that was killed at the time was um one of the first americans to to go down and so that hit us all really hard and so i remember pouring over that because we were like oh my gosh like you know this is for real like most of us i think had joined the military because we wanted to pay off our school loans you know stuff like that but now this got real and uh i just remember being livid reading about everything that was involved in that this guy john lynn knew everything that was going on The, the people that he went he traveled all over the middle east i don't i think a lot of people don't know this but when he left california he went out searching for the radicals of the of the radicals he according went, to his father though uh, he was just trying to find himself oh absolutely ridiculous and according to he, i will say according to the new york times today they they say that you know look the Taliban wasn't even known to be bad he joined them when before nine eleven so you know like he had no idea that they were right. a bad group <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh you're taking exception who, to that? that's the paper this? of record who wrote this uh, John Ray of the New York Times he went to he went to he first went to Yemen got hooked up with Al Qaeda there went to uh, the uh, went to Afghanistan hooked up and hung out with Al Qaeda in Afghanistan also hung out with Taliban Al Qaeda and the Taliban were like they were you know shoulder to shoulder yeah. they were the exact same thing to say that he didn't know what he was doing is just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and by 2000 they're saying that he joined in 2000 and nobody knew and the taliban were essentially our allies because of afghanistan you know they fought side by side with uh with us against the soviets against the soviets but by 2000 people knew (laughs) about osama bin laden coal by then and the taliban a lot of these big attacks had already occurred just not 9-11 yet Right. But but for him to not have any knowledge of the attack and the insurrection that happened, you you, you don't you don't buy that because they they no, are saying I, absolutely. In, not. in case you missed the, the the story earlier, the New York Times is saying John Walker Lind was at the prison where the uprising <clears throat> occurred. However, he he hid in the basement. 
cowering is what the they basement. said. They said, yeah, <laughs> they said it later determined that he had been hiding in the basement for the bulk of the conflict. Oh, and, Did you buy that? Uh, no. Like, every, <laughs> no, everything that I read at the time is that it was a plot amongst the t- the Al Qaeda and uh, the other people that were in in prison. There, they had, if if memory serves, uh, they had gotten their hands on some hand grenades, I believe, mm. and that's that was their big plot was they were going to hide these hand grenades. They all knew about it, including mm. Lind. He knew that they mm. that this was the plan. That the plan was to hide and house. Man, I hope I'm not giving out classified information. Here. This could be dangerous. <laughs> Breaking news! And <laughs> see, when Glenn's out, this is when the real news breaks. <laughs> this is a while ago. You are absolutely <laughs> not giving out classified, Jason. Keep going. Okay, keep going yeah. more and more. Yeah. Um, but the, so the the plot was around some hand grenades that the, the Al Qaeda uh, uh, terrorists had. Lind knew about it, and when the plan happened, he was an accessory to it. Mm-hmm. He was an accessory wow. to it. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't raise his hand and say, "Hey, uh, they've got these hand grenades, guys. Be careful. We're about to attack." No, because he was a radical ideologue. That mm-hmm. that he was an ideologue. I um after after they took him and after he was accessory to the CIA officer's murder, um they took him to my patrol base. So it was it was it was a pretty cool scene actually. They they landed at in the middle of the night at our patrol base. Uh, there was CIA, there was two SEAL teams, two force recon teams. They were fully dressed up, you know, in black, you know, masks and everything mm-hmm. brought him out. And I remember thinking mm. if I'm in his position, I would be scared. You are. He looked battered. He, his, he was not, he not, did not have a good hair day going on at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was very dirty um, and he was shot in the leg, I believe. And we took huh. him straight to a Connex box, uh, you, you know, like a like a shipping container okay. uh, bo- uh, box. Yeah. Put him in there, and uh, we get it, got him ready for questioning. And I remember thinking I would be scared out of my mind if I was him. He did not look scared out of his mind. He was an ideologue. He looked proud. That's mm. the look that he gave us all. Mm. Looked us straight in the eyes, and he was proud. Um, wow. He was not remorseful then. He's not remorseful now. Yeah, we've, yeah. This is. He's I, made amazing statements for somebody who's getting out of prison. Uh, he's talked about how he's going to get back to jihad and extremism mm-hmm. as soon as he gets out. Yeah. So. And the restrictions that the court put on him are just so stupid. <laughs> Did you see this? The restrictions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he can't. He can't speak anything but English. Yeah, I guess <laughs> can't speak Arabic and he can't communicate. He could go online and he could talk to whoever he wants, but not not in Arabic. Okay, so if, if, <laughs> what if he's if he's not dangerous, then why are you regulating how he can what language he can speak? Yeah, you're going to assign a personal psychiatrist right. for him. You can you can use a suicide vest, but it has to be made in America. It has to be made in America. <laughs> <laughs> this is I think I, I have the same point all the time when it comes to like Megan's law. Where like they're reporting the child molesters, it's like if you need to tell me this guy is a child molester, he should probably still be in prison. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I, 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 uh-huh. I, I appreciate the effort here, but like if you <laughs> think I need to know that this guy was touching little kids, maybe you should kind of keep him behind bars. How did the the the, the original charge that he was given and convicted for? That's I guess that's the root of this entire problem. Yeah. Like why yeah, was it plea s- deal. Right, yeah. like yeah. why? It seemed like they went after treason too. I think it says in here at least that they that they did go after treason initially. Um but and they they had threatened him with three life sentences which they were going after and then they gave Wasn't him a plea deal for things, 20 years. Yeah, they couldn't find two witnesses or something which you have to do with treason I, I believe. I believe there has to be two witnesses. And and I, it seems like I vaguely remember them saying, "Yeah, we don't have two witnesses." Hmm. Which I don't understand because every, like I said, everything I was reading at the time was very specific. Hmm. We knew all the places that he had been to, all the groups that he were, was associated with. You knew the reason why he was doing it at the time. Uh, you're talking about like it was known who Al Qaeda was. 
they they had already basically declared that not basically they had already declared war on the United States. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Osama bin Laden was like had declared war because we were in Saudi Arabia. We had the embassy bombings by then. I mean, we had a lot yeah. of stuff yeah. that had gone on. USS Cole had yeah. gone on by it w- then. It was no secret. No. It, it wasn't. We called him the American Taliban, but he was also running with Al-Qaeda. You know, the, the people that had just attacked us. How can you not charge him with tweet? Why do you need two witnesses? To I kind of wonder if some of this isn't because uh, we apparently waterboarded him, right? It, it Wasn't that the big deal, that, that there was some mistreatment of him? Did you, did, were you mo- the one that waterboarded him? I was Please. not. Okay. No, oh, I was dang not. It. See, I was hoping because you're filling in for Pat Gray Unleashed this week, you're so tired that you might just blurt it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was, that was the big it's design okay. of the second. It's okay, Jason. You could admit it. Um, and you hands- ever been actually waterboarded? Yes. As part of training or whatever? Yes. Every, pretty much yeah. everyone that... Uh, it's kind of unpleasant. A little bit. From what I understand. A little bit. Uh, well, it's... Um, Does it, it feel like you're drowning? Absolutely feels like you're drowning. You, yeah. you, you feel... So weird. So enhanced, enhanced t- interrogation techniques. Have I talked about this before? Like, no, no, no. Talk about it now, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so in, enhanced <laughs> inter- interrogation techniques that everyone's hitting on. Um, it, people have called it torture. I've seen what happens in torture in country. This is not torture. Mm-hmm. This is That's so what I've always said. Psychologists have looked at this. I, mean, and I don't want said, anybody to do it to me today. Right. But, but there's a big group right. of things there's that are... There's a reason are, to do yeah. it to me today. Like, I don't want to go on a treadmill today. I, I don't know if that's torture. <laughs> right. right? There's it's a close. lot. Yeah, it's close. It's close. There's a big... If, at certain at a certain elevation, you know, once you get a certain degree, you know, you're, you're on level 10 or 12, then it becomes torture. Yes. But I mean, like, there's a large group of things that are unpleasant but not torture. Right. And mm. we just like to group everything into the torture realm because we want... You know, and the American press wants to vilify the U.S. military all the time. So you essentially you you essentially put a towel over their face, right, and yeah. then just pour water on them. Yeah, you le- they lean back yeah. and you pour it over, and okay. that's that's the entirety of it. Yes, um, but it's supposed to it plays off of fears. So like psychiatrists right. have looked at this and said, there's a certain few things that everybody in the world, if you're a human being, a normal human being, not psychotic, is scared of. And some people aren't scared of the same stuff. So mm-hmm. there's a progression. They don't go straight to, oh, we got this guy. Let's go immediately to waterboarding. Waterboarding mm-hmm. is one of the final steps. Right. There's mm-hmm. like the barking dogs is one of them, right? Like blindfolded with barking dogs. Right. And, and again, that's, an, that's on what one of the What about naked pyramids? Measures. Remember the naked pyramids? Right, right, yeah. That yeah. we made the prisoners get into. But one of the things and is you bring them in. Of them. Right. You bring them in at night, right? <laughs> you, put them in, you put them in a shipping container. You, I mean, those are steps, right? Right. Okay. So you're exactly right. So one of the first ones is some people get scared just by someone. Uh, well, it actually starts out with nothing at all, just, just offering something. And some of them get right in. If that doesn't work, then they, then they you know, then they'll, you know, give the appearance that they're like, you know, the good cop, bad cop and scream sure, at them. Sure. Some mm-hmm. people can't handle someone screaming at them like a drill instructor and mm-hmm. you know, they fold instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, then it goes forward. It's scared of the dark. Some people are scared right. of the dark. Some people are scared of loud animals. Hmm. Um, some people are scared of real loud music. You've, you've maybe seen movies where they like turn up. You oh, know, yeah, it's like real the, loud, and sleep dep- deprivation is part of that too, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's all goes mm-hmm. all into that. And mm-hmm. then eventually, usually people just end up giving you whatever they want right right in those first few steps. Eventually it leads to playing Barry Manilow for them. And, and then that's, that's the ultimate. That's everybody too breaks. Far. <laughs> everybody that's, breaks. That's, that's classified. You can't right. say that's the <laughs> ultimate. Oh, did it. I know you guys are going to back <laughs> me into this. So waterboarding, it does. And you had the situation happen We'll come back to that in a second. According to the FBI, the average loss in a burglary is about $2,000. That's pretty hard to recover from. 
Even so, only one in five homes have home security. With Simply Safe, there's no contracts, no hidden fees, no fine print, no wires. It's designed to blend right into your home. No drilling, nothing, no strings, no wires. It's easy to order and set up, and you can usually do it in less than an hour. Simply Safe System has won a ton of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Around the clock monitoring is $15 a month. Simply Safe. Doing home security the right way. And Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com to get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. Get your free HD security camera now by going to simplysafebeck.com and ordering today. That's simplysafebeck.com. Pat and Stu and Jeffy for Glenn this week. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Been talking about the release of uh, John Walker Lind, the American Taliban. Don't confuse the American Taliban uh, for Gadan, the American, who is a spokesperson for Al Qaeda. Uh, you, you might remember this frightening warning. Pull every last one of your soldiers, spies, spies security advisors, advisors, trainers, attaches, hairdressers, and so on. Out Interior of every Muslim land from <laughs> Afghanistan to Zanzibar. Should so, so much as one single American soldier or spy remain on Even Islamic one. soil, we'll give you such a hit. it will be considered sufficient justification for us to continue our <laughs> defensive jihad against uh, your nation and people. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so it's not <laughs> that's that guy. Not, that's not John Walker. That guy's gone. We lost him. We lost him. And uh, so... <laughs> Maybe I broke that a little too quickly. Yeah, why, why don't you read okay, that? There's a there's a bomb coming. Oh no! Uh, where uh, where Gadon the American is? Oh, in the vicinity. I of? hope he's protected. Uh, no. Ooh, the oh. bomb went off. Uh, it killed him. He's, oh wow! He's gone. We no. lost him. They didn't even bring him to was surgery. That <laughs> no, there was no. There's not enough left to operate on. So. Oh, that's that's sad. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it, we found out today that uh, John Walker Lind, a, a normal American teenager. Yeah, just looking, yeah, yeah. he was trying to find himself. Just a frightening yeah. boy. Dro- joined a group that were our allies, right. the Taliban. At one time, and and in the end, uh, was it was wrongfully accused of of a prison riot when he just was just cowering in with the wrong crowd. Yeah, that's sad. That's all he did. Who among us? Who among us hasn't? We're, we're sitting here with Jeffy right now. <laughs> yes, it's easy to do. It's you easy know, to it do. Is. Wrong crowd. It is. <laughs> so we've learned that from the media today, <laughs> and we've also learned. That it is now time, in case you were setting your calendars to this fact, it is now time for everyone to switch sides again on Julian Assange. So oh, if you were it, wondering, like, what in the pool... What, so whatever at, side I'm on now... Because, yeah, whatever you're on now is probably you want to go to the other side because it started off that liberals loved Julian Assange and conservatives hated Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, when the Hillary stuff was going on, conservatives started loving Julian Assange and liberals hated Julian Assange. Right. Well, now the Trump administration has charged Assange, um, and now they hate Julian Assange. But now the liberals are saying, wait a minute, you're attacking the, our journalist protections. We love Julian Assange. <laughs> so whatever side you are on, wow. make sure, make a note for later on today. You're supposed to flip-flop and argue okay. the exact opposite side. All right. Uh, and again, Good. It, plan your next uh, vacation from uh, whatever position you're on now on Assange. 
for about six months. And where are we on Russia? Are, are they good or are they bad this guy. week? You know, I don't know I, the answer I, to that. Okay. I've, we'll have to check. We need websites to just tell us what side is uh-huh. supposed to be on. Uh-huh. It's amazing to see the, the, the you know the left and the and the journalists go back and forth on these things. And you know, both sides do it to, to some extent. But there's never a point in which they acknowledge previously they felt the exact opposite. Oh no, way. no never. It's just they just go never. on as if those times didn't occur. And people, generally speaking, in their audience are just like, okay, well, there you go. I guess, I guess that's the right remember way the, now. Remember the remember the Comey deal when we were supposed to like Comey and then uh, we hated Comey. Yeah, and Comey was like another Comey. big I mean, one. Comey yes. was a big one. I mean, yes. it came out, and even the I mean, people didn't even know it was the change day. Yeah, it really well, was on, the, on a tell. What's his face's stupid television show? He didn't even know. He didn't alert the audience that it was change day. It's amazing. So he mentioned Comey's name, and the audience is like, "Yeah, no, no, no we hate him today. No, no, we changed." It was amazing. <laughs> it really is incredible. I, I don't remember this. I remember. I mean, let's go back in ancient history now. John Kerry running for president. <laughs> oh, he basically mm. loses the election, arguably because of one commercial. That Republicans play incessantly, where he says, "I did vote for the eighty-six billion, seven billion dollars before I voted against it." Right. Remember that yeah. whole thing? Yes. Like I don't think anyone cares about those flip flops anymore. Like the flip flop is dead. Uh-huh. It's just like, what is the thing we're supposed to believe today and argue it as passionately as possible? And you see this in the media. You see it in uh, you know all in politics. It, it, there is no longer a position that's held by the party. Like, there's not a consistent position. And right now, mm-hmm. like right now, I, I, and we made this point yesterday, I would love to see this happen. Right now, sure, it seems like Republicans are pro-life and Democrats are pro-choice. I want Donald Trump to come out and just be like, you know what, I'm pro-choice. You'd see the media making every argument about babies <laughs> that they could come up with. They'd be like, these poor, innocent children. Yeah. If, that, if that gets us a win, I'm almost <laughs> Can you believe Trump's disregard for human life? That's what they'd be saying. Yes, it would be amazing. Yeah. And, that, and global warming is another one. They'd just be like, do you believe this? I mean, Donald Trump thinks SUVs are warming the planet? This guy's insane. You're listening to Glenn Beck. One of the great things about the American system is, of course, uh, the innovation that it's provided. And healthcare is a big part of this. I mean, creating new innovative drugs to fight diseases, new innovative treatments. I mean, that is, you know, why the American system is better than all these other socialist systems. And, and it's the only, only reason that any of these other socialist systems can handle it is because they take all the stuff that we made and they, they you know, put it in their system. Well, it's nice when you have a country that's innovating like this, uh, it's easier to have a socialist healthcare system. However, we don't want to go down that road. And uh, FreedomWorks is working hard to make sure that does not happen here in the United States. Um, you know, we've already had too far of a push towards socialism here. We do not need to go any further uh there's a big thing about price fixing when it comes to medications which is going to stifle innovation is you know look we know that uh, one of the great things about this is uh is innovation so go to freedomworksforme.com freedomworksforme.com uh check that out now freedomworksforme.com of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Featuring today, Pat Stu and Jeffy. Glenn's back on Tuesday after Memorial Day. 888-727-BECK. Uh, 
Yesterday was a big day. Um, Nancy Pelosi bashing President Trump. President Trump responding, of course, because that's what he does. He has to. He has to. It's a must. And then, of course, there's this big controversy over uh, the posting of Nancy Pelosi videos where somebody, I don't know who, but uh, Rudy Giuliani tweeted it out and said, what's wrong with Nancy Pelosi? They slowed down uh, the video so it sounds like she's drunk when she's talking. (laughs) It is a fun trick to do on anybody. It is. is Anytime you slow down just a little bit. The audio, it, it's, it just is hilarious. Uh, here's The first one is her slowed down, and then it quickly goes into the actual uh, sound. We want to give this president the opportunity <laughs> right. to do something historic for our country. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like she had a nip or two. <laughs> just a little nip this morning. And then here's the actual video. We want to give this president the opportunity to do something historic for our country. <laughs> okay, so clearly somebody's trying clearly. to make her look bad. I don't know who it was, but because somebody in the Trump administration or the Trump team tweeted it out, now they're all they're blaming President Trump for it. Uh, right. I, I don't think he's sitting at an edit bay right now <laughs> slowing up her audio and video clips. Uh, I think he probably has a little too much on his plate to yeah. be doing that. And he would, I mean, he would tell you. I, I don't need to do that. Right. I don't need no, to do that. I mean, he, they get beat because Ju, was it Giuliani that shared it? Giuliani uh, shared initially, it, right. uh, And they get, you know, and he thought that it was real and he thought did. that there was something wrong with and her. And he realized it was and he took it down. Yeah, and he well, took it down. because we've played many Nancy Pelosi clips that weren't edited or altered in any way. And she does this. She slurs and she sounds like, you know, something's wrong with her. Yes. We've talked about that in the past. Um so it's kind of logical to think that that was a real, that was a real audio or video. Uh, it yeah, just I mean, turns out it wasn't this time. Yeah, so uh, I don't think it's a, again. These things turn into international incidents all the time. Sure yes, do. they do, and because not of because the media. right, not because they're real, because they see right. it as a, a an a, a opportunity to bash the president and the administration and mm-hmm. and say how evil Republicans are. When of course, you know, <clears throat> like, do we? You're telling me you go online. You just tell me Democrats aren't sharing fake stuff all the time. Of course they are. Of course they are. Um, but you know, this is, uh, you know, you, you do open yourself up to it. If you're, especially if you're Rudy Giuliani and an attorney, you probably should be a little careful online with what you're doing. I mean, you're the president, you're mm-hmm. representing the president of the United States in personal matters. You probably don't want to be fake sharing fake videos. No, I mean, you probably but, want to, before you hit send, you probably want to look at it one more time. Yeah. That's all. Take a break, you know, but I mean. <laughs> It, this is the world we live in now. Mm-hmm. This is this is this this would have been interesting commentary in 2008. All right, like it's 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrities are doing this all the time. Politicians are doing it all the time. We have just entered that world where people aren't careful anymore. I remember when Glenn was doing the TV show, and we started out. Uh, was it? I can't remember if it was CNN days or Fox days, and he was in the middle of uh, writing something on the chalkboard, and like the chalkboard is like a, a difficult thing. Is as, as it doesn't seem like it would be difficult to do, right. but you're like, you're, he, Glenn's in the middle of doing a TV show. He has to look at all the elements that are coming up, like what video is next and what order are these things going on. He's doing a monologue and he's writing on the board. And I can't remember what word it was, but he misspelled a word on the board. And there was a reason, I, I can't remember what it was at this point, but it was something like, it was either misspelled in the script or like he did like a Ron Burgundy and just wrote it the way he saw it. I can't remember what the what either the situation ways. was. It was not a word he didn't know how to spell, but he just screwed it up on the air. And that haunted him for like years. 
Like I, I, I miss. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it was like yeah. Dan Quayle misspelling yeah. potato back in the day. It was like a big deal. Everyone was like, "Oh, I, can you believe this guy can't spell words?" That's why like, he's still a little sensitive. Oh, he's very, he's about, very hesitant to spell about writing things. He, every time he uh-huh. does a chalkboard, he makes sure someone checks it to make yeah. sure. You know, and, and when you, you can't blame him. Yeah, I know, and, and I mean, that's I'm something not a that should Beck happen. Apologist like you, Stu, <laughs> but uh, you know, you can't blame him. Right, and and so, but now. I mean, it doesn't feel like people make w- mistakes that are much worse than anything that uh, from the old days, and no one cares. Oh, yeah. I mean, because yeah. it's constant. You're constantly berated. Like, there was a time where you thought maybe celebrities had some level of intelligence. Then you see them tweet. And it's like, okay, well, we know they're idiots. Like, we, we thought, yeah, we were wondering if they're, yeah, they're idiots. That yep, is acting. They when they act like, when they're playing the role of a doctor, they're not really a doctor. You kind of You kind of get to the sense of that pretty quickly when you see them <laughs> yeah, spell. You Yes, you do. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up in sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. Debt can quietly build up, and the high interest rates tied to some of your credit cards or personal loans can really take away from your savings. But don't fear, because if you're a homeowner, there is a solution. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and joining me is Gabby Maldonado. She's the co-founder of American Financing. I want her to tell you how if you become a customer of American Financing, you'll get out of debt faster. I appreciate that. We really are dedicated to creating solutions that help customers consolidate debt and save up to $1,000 a month. By tapping into your home equity, you can pay off high-interest debts at a much lower rate. This is a process that works because you're getting a lower rate and you're not adding years to your loan. It just takes 10 minutes to get started, and you can close in as fast as 10 days. So make the call now at 800-906-2440 or online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, More vitriol, of course, uh, from the left, directed at President Trump. Uh, Nancy Pelosi wants an intervention for him, uh, which, I mean, I guess that's okay to to say about the president when you're the Speaker of the House now. Uh, If that had happened during the Obama years, as with every single story, yes, (laughs) uh, all hell would have broken loose by now. the Speaker of the House would have been vilified if they would have said an intervention is necessary with Obama and make him sound like, you know, he's he's crazy or he's uh, insane uh, or just completely out of control. Uh, you'd, you'd be a racist. Uh, they, they used to throw that it label out at us when we when we criticized him for anything. And our criticism matter. was never anything approaching what the Democrats <laughs> do to Trump now. Well, it's I, unbelievable, the hatred. That's really the main use, I think, of identity politics at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about it in terms of like, well, they will try to give money to minority groups so they get minority groups votes. Or they'll try to give uh, you know, benefits to a certain minority group or they'll talk you know, nicely about them to try to get their votes. And that's, of course, part of it. But the other side of it is, I think, more the real use of today, which is if you have someone who's in a protected group there you always have the defense of saying no matter what the accusation is it's based on race mm-hmm. or it's based always. on right like whatever if, the group is if Pete Buttigieg right becomes president of the United States and he has a crappy tax policy when you say he has a crappy tax policy they'll say you don't hate gay, you don't like gays 
So they don't actually have to defend the policy. They'll just say mm-hmm. you are a hater of gays or you're a hater of women or you're a hater of, right. of, of African-Americans, right. whatever the group is. And so that becomes the catch-all for every single defense of every single thing that someone does that is in this protected class. It's mm-hmm. like the main reason why you don't want Joe Biden to be the nominee. Because he's basically the only one in the field that has a chance to win um, that isn't in some protected group, right? <laughs> I mean, you pretty much can go through the entire list. I mean, you have obviously, you know, Bernie Sanders, you have Kamala Harris, uh, Klobuchar, she's a woman, Cory Booker, and then Elizabeth Warren, of course, is Native American. So she's in a protected group as well. One 1,024th protected. Uh-huh. Right. So I think that there is a... It works on both sides. This is why the left loves to embrace it. They don't have to make arguments about their points. They just say you're a racist, and it's a catch-all for every single argument. And Buttigieg had something interesting to say about the president, which I don't know that this is true, but he said it as if it's proven fact. Do you think he should have served in Vietnam? Well, I have a pretty dim view of his decision to use his privilege status to privilege. fake a disability fake. in order to avoid serving in Vietnam. Hmm. You believe he faked a disability? Do you believe he has a disability? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. not that one. He, 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 um, Chris, that's making fun no, of people, uh-huh. which is okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He, no, I, he jumps this in. This is actually really important because I don't, I don't mean to, to trivialize disability, but oh, I think that's exactly okay. what he did. Wow. But I mean, there's no... There's, is there any... Has anybody stated the, a, a fact that he didn't have bone spurs when, when, the, when he had claimed to have bone spurs uh, back in, what was it, the late 60s or early 70s when uh, it was time for Vietnam service? I, th- I think I that's why he yeah. wasn't drafted, but uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not aware that he faked that. I think that's... I think I, I would say that's generally thought to have been the case but i don't know that there's evidence of it right like he huh. he right. I, there was something else i can't remember what the, there's another thing right around there where he was he he did he passed some physical or something like that around the time where yes. then, then he then he went for another one and got bone spurs after like it was something like that like he, i can't remember what do you remember what it was jeffy no i was trying i was trying I, but, as you mentioned it there again, in that story because that was with his father right was still around making some choices for uh son donald at that time too yeah they yeah, were God, I but i mean wrong. again we, the, first of all it's ancient history yeah. Right. right. Um, yeah. Second of all, there was a lot of that that went on in that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the draft to me is a, is a terrible, terrible yeah. thing and uh, should not be. It's it's ridiculous. Shouldn't to me. ever come. Shouldn't back. ever come back. And I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there were plenty of people on the left, and pr- and honestly, I mean, at that point, Donald Trump is probably a Democrat, right? I mean, he's probably yes, at that yeah. point in his life, not even a Republican. Um, but yeah, a lot of people did that. And especially a lot of people with, with lives that were privileged did that. There was, you know, that, that did occur. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a good thing, but a a bigger story there is that we should not be taking people unwilling to join the military and throw them in the middle of our battles. That's not a good idea. (laughs) That's not something, I mean, that you want to talk about last resort area. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's where the draft should live. I mean, you know, maybe if you're in, you know, maybe if the Nazis are currently bombing Kansas, uh, maybe that's something you may need. And I will say, at that point, you're not going to need to draft anyone. There's going to be plenty of people willing to fight there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is part of the situation with war, right? Like, that's part of the... When well, you're going to send the military of war, this is why you actually make sure you make a good case of it. And you make sure that you're, you've convinced the American people that it's the right thing to do. 
Because if you don't, then you have situations like this where, you know, people aren't volunteering enough and you feel like you need to institute draft. The draft should not be something that happens, though. I mean, I would, I would think that that's one of those things. If you're in the military, do you really want to be fighting next to someone who is like, eh, I'd rather not be here. I don't believe in this cause. That does not seem like the type of person no. you'd want next to. Now, a lot of people it's who were smart. drafted fought, fought valiantly and many uh, went and died, um, you know, during the draft and their service mm-hmm. should be honored i mean I, they really should but i mean i don't think that's a good generalized policy for a military you want people to be really into it you know yeah. you want people who are going yeah who have chosen yeah. to do it mm-hmm. exactly Triple eight seven two seven beck back in about 60 seconds this is the glenn beck program I love getting mail from listeners who respond to our advertisements, and I've been telling you about Blinds.com for a long time. And I got this uh, letter in from uh, Tommy. He lives in uh, Claremont, Florida, and he said, Glenn, our blinds were perfect. We saved a ton of money. I feel like they're higher quality than the box store product. Our windows look brand new with our Blinds.com order. I have several other window blinds that really need replacing, and I will definitely be using Blinds.com. Thank you so much for letting us know about this, and thank you, Blinds.com, for employing such great people who meet and exceed the customer's expectations. That says everything. Take advantage of Blinds.com's Memorial Day Mega Sale. Now you can enjoy their lowest prices of the year. You'll save up to 50% on everything. Plus, Beck listeners will save an extra $20 on top of that with promo code Beck. That's Blinds.com to save 50% site-wide. Plus, save an extra $20 with promo code Beck. Pat's doing Jeffy for Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Things are are kind of heating up on the de- Democrat side. Apparently, in Iowa, there's a dead heat now between Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders. Wow. As far as the town hall- halls that all these cable channels are doing, here's how badly Beto O'Rourke is doing right now. First of all, he's doing so badly. I think we mentioned this briefly yesterday <laughs> that no other candidates are doing any opposition research on him anymore <laughs> they wow. just all stopped it it went from uh dozens to zero there are no research projects right now and, on beto o'rourke and like as inexplicable as the rise of beto o'rourke is to me mm-hmm. the, the same can be said about the fall about the collapse there's yeah. no real it's, reason he didn't do anything horrifically wrong he didn't have a major scandal he didn't have a know. giant gaffe People were just like, yeah, we really like you. And they, they are toying with him to get him into the race. And as soon as he got in the race, like, yeah, we actually hate your guts. You know what I think it was? <laughs> I think it was that little, I'm getting in my car by myself. And I'm driving around the country, stopping in at weird places. Uh, and, and I'm going to find myself. Yeah. I'm going to find myself. But that I was think, before he got in. Yes, it and was. And he got in and, in, I, and immediately was at, what, you know, 12 and 15%. 12, 13, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, he was second or third place when yeah. he got into the race. And just every day, the, another poll comes out where he's one point lower. And there's only so many days that you can pull that one off. I mean, eventually you get to zero. And I'm not sure yeah. it's about his policies because he doesn't have any. Right. Well, he has one. He wants to bring about gun control. Here's what he said the other day about uh, eliminating guns. That weapons of war designed for use on the battlefield are no longer sold into our communities so they don't end up in our schools or our synagogues, in our churches. We can save even more lives. Yes. Two more steps that I want to take. 
red flag laws, and not just do it town by town or state by state, but do it nationally of so that anyone who exhibits a tendency things. to harm themselves or to harm somebody else can be stopped before they do that. And then the last part, let's make sure mm -hmm. that we invest in the counseling and the mental health and the therapy necessary for people to get the care that they need. Do you wow. support mandatory federal licensing for guns, uh, gun owners rather, in the United States, similar to what you hear from Cory Booker? I think that's something that, that we need to look at. And I'm grateful to Senator Booker wow, for taking a bold <laughs> approach to a very urgent problem that we have right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I would start with, with those four steps that I just outlined. Mm -hmm. There's consensus there. There's agreement. We're going to be able to yes, make sir. progress. But yes, I think this is something that should be debated. Um, mm. We should have a full hearing on that. And if it makes sense to the American public, then let's move forward. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll do some polls. You and go. if... if yeah. uh, if it turns out people like, if they're popular, then I'll be for them. If they're not popular, I'll be, no, against, be them. against them. Yeah, that's a, he, that is, I guess, if you were going to say the one big problem right now, it's that. He keeps saying things yeah, like that. he does. You know, like, if, if the American people like it, we'll move forward, is not what the <laughs> Democrats want to hear right now. Not at no. all. They want to hear, like, I want socialism whether people want it or not. Like, that's what they want to hear. You're going to get it. You're going to get it with me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They want someone who's going to, you know, the way they see Trump. Right, they see Trump doing whatever he wants to do, which is, of course, not true. But that's what they—that's oh. their vision of him, and they want that action on their side. Mm -hmm. You know, Beto. One of the big things you could say about him is he does not have uh, an extensive amount of policy plans. No, uh, he doesn't. And that's uh, one of the reasons he why he's fallen. I mean, if you see, if there's one candidate who I would say is in the middle of a—I mean, Biden obviously is—he's in a category of his own right now. I mean, he's his to lose, but. If there's another one of these lower candidates that's having a bit of a moment, I would say it's probably Elizabeth Warren right now. And the, and the reason is because, I mean, she's, she's got someone, a policy for everything. She's got a policy for everything, and people like talking about that they care about that. Now, mm -hmm. in reality, of course, they don't. None of these people have actually read any of the policies. But her brand of being the person who comes up with a new policy for every issue mm -hmm. is very attractive to a Democrat who thinks the federal government should do everything for you. I mean, you know, Beto talks about that. I don't want to go state to state. I don't go town by town for these rules. I want it to be federal. Well, of course you do. That's, that's your, the entire definition of your philosophy. It's the exact opposition yeah. of what the country was built on, federalism, which is where we did go state to state and see what works. And then other states would pick that stuff up. You want to do everything federally. And you know what? When it comes to the Second Amendment, you have no wiggle room. I mean, you have no wiggle room you to, want to let me ban uh, semi-automatic weapons, yeah, well, weapons, which includes handguns now. Now, he we did say, yeah, I, he didn't actually say that, did he, in that clip? Do you want to ban semi-automatic weapons? He said weapons. we got to get these weapons, weapons of, war of war off the street, yeah. which yeah. is an even dumber thing to say because <laughs> yeah. everything is a weapon of war. I mean, I go go yeah. go watch every time. Uh, watch the Arab Spring. They're mm. freaking throwing rocks and glass bottles. Those are mm. weapons of war. When you need a weapon in war, you use anything as a weapon of war. It's a it's a meaningless de uh, de uh, description. People are like, oh, well, that means weapons that were designed for war. Every weapon can be used in war. A, a handgun, That's the point. every single war that has ever been fought since the invention of a handgun has utilized handguns. Every single one of them. Of course they have. If you're just sitting there like, ah, you know what? I, my, my big scary AR doesn't have any bullets left, but I'm not going to fire this because it's not technically a weapon of war. Like, that's not something that occurs with a soldier. <laughs> no, it is not. Right? Um, so it is a meaningless thing. I mean, semi-automatic weapons bans, again, that's basically every gun people use. 
like it sounds like a scary word to a lot of people and and i know in this audience most people are going to be familiar with the difference between an automatic weapon and a semi-automatic weapon and you know a, a, a hunting modern sporting rifle and all these things i could say that coming uh, growing up in connecticut largely I like i don't think i would have you know if i wasn't in this business i wouldn't have any interest or knowledge about what a semi-automatic weapon was i would just think bad scary that's what people in connecticut right. think which is why they were able to pass you know a, a massive bill restricting gun rights in connecticut um you know i think there's a it's certainly not everybody in connecticut uh, of course but i know i mean we were not, i didn't come from a gun household my dad was in the military but i didn't come from a household that knew anything we didn't have guns in the house it was not part of our culture at all and so you know people just don't know what these terms mean so you throw out banning semi-automatic weapons people think good we're going to get rid of those those school shooting guns yeah well no this is basically every gun operationally that people have for self-defense right i mean you mm-hmm. have shotguns you know which would fall out of that d- definition in most cases um revolvers your revolver i mean yeah. do people i mean do people really use i guess they do i, I mean some <laughs> but i mean most people are just going to have a semiotic yeah. that, that I, I haven't seen a revolver right. other than in a gun store right people like using them time. at the range they like using them to shoot but they're, they're not yeah. i mean they're not the prototypical american self-defense firearm no, uh, that's going to be a semi-automatic handgun, or you know, maybe a shotgun. But still, it's it's like you, they're talking about banning. They're going way beyond anything Australia did or anything uh, the British did. They, this is this is you know, it's it's gun control at a level we haven't seen in a long time. You're listening to Glenn Beck. What if you could add up to $1,000 back to your monthly budget? I'm sure your first thought is, yeah, all right, sure, that would be great. But if you're a homeowner, it's not a fantasy. Think of it this way. If you're paying down a home loan and your rate is higher than today's rates, you're overpaying your mortgage. Take your money back with help from American Financing. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and joining me is Gabby Maldonado. She's the co-founder of American Financing. And Gabby, what does it take for customers to get started? It really is a simple process. We guide you through options, creating a unique solution for your needs. You can pre-qualify in 10 minutes and close in as fast as 10 days, but we move at your pace. There's never any pressure and we don't charge upfront fees, so there's no obligation. We're in it for you. Take advantage of the free mortgage review today. Call 800-906-2440 or online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, NMLS, org. The First Amendment guarantees your right to say stupid things. But it doesn't guarantee we have to listen to them. Share your intelligent thoughts with Glenn and Stu through social media. At Glenn Beck and at World of Stew. Pat Stu and Jeffy for Glenn, uh, who returns right after Labor Day. So next Tuesday morning, 888-727-BECK. There are 24 candidates running for president of the united states if you missed bill de blasio getting in uh late last week no i didn't that was a huge a big story for you big, guys oh, big we big story all over bill de blasio oh, really? we've been tingling i was in new york since. when this happened when yeah. de blasio announced man i bet you the excitement they hate, hate him. him and i'm not talking about just conservatives yeah. i'm talking Good. about liberals really can't stand yeah, the he's guy tearing that city into the ground it's man. funny like they i was talking to one one guy who is pretty left and he was saying 
It's, you know, he was basically admitting, like, look, de Blasio is basically a socialist. But but the New Yorkers actually like the socialism. They just don't like him. They don't like him. They, th- <laughs> they think he's doing a terrible job. He's, you know, and it's not because he's too many big government policies are being passed. They just think he sucks. Yeah, they don't like so, him. He's, he's never in office. They always run stories about him never showing up at the office. He's always taking yeah. naps. He's at the gym. <laughs> they just hate him. This, huh. And it's, this is so consistent with who de blasio is and who they see him as which is a guy who cares more about you know now he wants to become a big you know national figure and he doesn't care mm-hmm. about running the city which you know has major problems you know mm-hmm. he can't seem to get anything done and like the, he announces Police his department hates oh, him. oh it's 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 really it's basically universal the next day i think it was the new york post's um uh headline was everybody hates bill <laughs> that was legitimately the headline of the local paper. <laughs> so he's number 24 in this race. And, uh, I, mean, I, I think he'll remain there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably true. So I want to give you, I would like to get your guesses on this, because this is an, it's an amazing race, and I could give you all 24 names, but it would take the rest of the show, basically. Mm-hmm. So let's do it this way. There's a new poll out um, with, that goes through the Democratic primary. It comes from Monmouth University, one of the you know, most re- highly respected pollsters out there. And they asked people, who are you going for? And they yeah. gave them all 24 names. So they're all on the list. This is one of the rare... A lot of polls will just pull the top names. They gave them all 24. So how many would you say are at 0%? Out of, of the 24, 24, how many candidates are at 0%? Uh, I'm going to say 12. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say 10. 10. You guys are right, right there. 11 really? candidates. 11. Wow. All right, 0%. Quickly, Eric <laughs> yeah. Swalwell, okay. Seth yeah. Moulton, yeah. <laughs> Wayne Messam. Yeah, nobody, knows there, nobody even knows nobody, who they, Wayne Messam is. Who He's the are. mayor of Miramar, Florida. Thank oh, you very yeah, much. That's right. uh, yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, Mike Gravel. Oh, who, yeah. If you remember him, he ran wow. in 2008, I think, mm-hmm. and had it was famous for a very awkward commercial where he stood in front of a pond and stared at the camera for like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like really the only thing he was known for. He's back in the race. He's 87, okay. I think. Oh, wow. 87 years old. Wow. Uh, Bullock, uh, Ryan. Yeah, Inslee, Steve Bullock, the governor of Montana. Yep. Uh, sorry. Yep. Awful. He, is he? Yeah. Awful. He's trying to run as a moderate. You don't think that's going to work? I don't think so. Okay. No. Um, Nor do I think he's moderate. No. <laughs> uh, Tim Ryan, Jay Inslee, John Hickenlooper, Kirsten Gillibrand is the one that really stands wow. out at zero percent. Wow. I mean, that she was supposed to be, yes, if was. not a top tier candidate, a second tier candidate. For sure. Yeah. And at zero percent, if there's one person I would point to who this is, I mean, Beto, you could definitely make the point. It's been a disaster, but at least he had a high point. Mm-hmm. Gillibrand has been basically 1% or 0% since she got in. And she's a senator from New York. Like, mm-hmm. there's a case here, you'd think. She made big waves with her calling for, what's his face, Al Franken to resign. And that's wound up hurting her. Because, wow. you know, Democrats don't want the Me Too rules applied to them. <laughs> no, they, they want that applied to Republicans. Sure. It's very specific. That's for sure. Um, so then you have uh, John Delaney, who's been running since mid-2017. Yeah. And who is he? Now, he's he a was, congressman. He was right? a congressman from Maryland. He's no was. longer. He's not even that. No, now. he's not even that. He, I, think he, I think he, the beginning of the year, like he didn't run for re-election, I think. Okay. So in two, as of 2019, he's no longer in the race. But he's been running since 2017. Well, because everybody was clamoring yeah, for him so to run for president. Yeah, yeah, there was no sense of running for that office. John, when are you going to run for president? Uh, yeah, they did. They were, uh, and, and then Michael Bennett, who is one of the most recent guys who got in, a senator from Colorado, also at zero percent. So now you've got oh, yeah, eleven Bennett. of the twenty-four at zero percent. But you didn't mention Marianne Williamson. Does no. she have one percent? You know, 
There's no way. Well, let's go to the next group here. <laughs> and Tim Ryan? Tim Ryan no, is Ryan at zero. Was on the list. He was on he zero. Okay, so yeah. how many candidates, again, 11 are down at 0%. How mm-hmm. many are at 1%? Oh, jeez. 24 total candidates, 11 at 0%. How many are at 1%? I'll say five. Yeah, well, five. I'll stick five. with five. That sounds about right. Very close. Six. Oh. Okay, <laughs> six candidates at 1%. Are you ready for him? Yes. Andrew Yang. Okay. Oh, yeah. Marianne Williamson. No, he's got the Yang gang. The Yang That's gang. only 1% <laughs> only, of the population. He's, well, no. he's, waiting to make, he's waiting to make his move. <laughs> and it is not 1% of the population. It's 1% of Democratic <laughs> right, primary that's, voters. That's <laughs> so 1% for Andrew Yang. Yes, 1% for Marianne Williamson. If you don't know who she is, oh, there you go. she's a, like a new age guru uh, that basically she's has a lot of associations with Oprah. She used to go on the Oprah show a lot. Yeah. She's uh, Car- the Kardashian family. Oh. Um, so oh. she has like a celebrity situation. Okay. Uh-huh. If she's going to win the election, right, like the only path for her is like Oprah and K- Kim Kardashian both endorsing her and like <laughs> campaigning for her. No, they're not That'd doing that. That'd probably get right her up now. to 2%. Yeah, maybe. Um, Tulsi Gabbard is at 1%. I feel like, I feel like they've, I've seen her uh, doing quite a few interviews the last week or so. I feel like they're trying to really push her. Uh, Tulsi's trying to make a move. I don't know that it's working. Yeah, she's a really weird candidate because, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a very strange set of viewpoints. Yes, she does. Um, she's very, like, uh, photogenic. She looks good mm-hmm. on camera. She And when you, when, when you see her in interviews, she sounds like the most boring think tank for, foreign policy yeah. wonk you've ever heard. Like, she's very serious, monotone. Yeah. Um, and she also has a very strange history for Democrats in that her dad was a big time like anti-gay rights campaigner like decades ago. And she was, you know, mm. appeared at events with him. And yeah. I, I don't know. You know, again, she know. said it's she's like, changed like, those uh, views. Bougie, she's a former military. I mean, mm-hmm. she's got that yep. going for her. She's really strong on that. So. And she's like, the. There is a, uh, there are a lot of fan clubs out there these days. You go on Facebook, you find the fan clubs. You can go and join the groups. Um, there's not a lot of members of the uh, Bashir al-Assad fan club. <laughs> it's basically just Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> I think, and David Duke. And David those Duke, two. Yeah. And by the way, in the past, David Duke has actually endorsed... Tulsi Gabbard, David Duke. Oh, wow. now she's of course rejecting that endorsement wow, right. as most do. Uh, but that is, she, she's a weird candidate. Uh, Bill De Blasio also at one percent. Um, Julian Castro at one percent. Wow, that's been a disaster too. You want to talk mm-hmm. about another guy who's made no impact? Yeah, because he was supposed to be the next rising star. Yep. in the Democrat Party, and all he was Buttigieg done... five years before Buttigieg, right. basically. Okay, except he was yeah. mayor of a much larger city in mm-hmm. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And so, and he wound up being and the HUD he was, secretary. Yeah, HUD secretary. Um, Cory Booker at one percent. That's a disaster. Wow. Good. That's a, yeah. I mean, a Cory Booker absolutely sucks. Nobody deserves one. You know, uh, really, really minuscule support more than <laughs> Cory Booker. Yeah. Nobody deserves it. I more. mean, one percent is too much. Oh. Yeah, it really is. If you miss it, we did. Um, you know, we've been doing these candidate profiles, uh, the socialist spotlight on the Glenn Beck uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back and watch the Cory Booker one. I mean, some of the dealings uh, with him in Newark are fascinating. Really? I mean, he would he like started his own tech company while he oh, was mayor. That's... And, oh, like, wow. he got it funded by all these big, you know, big names and multimillionaires. It wasn't even a tech company, right? It was just like a, it was some, it was like a tech <laughs> company that we, we've already been doing that. Oh, yeah. And they it was still not, gave him money. It was like a, I think he wanted to be like a progressive search engine, I yeah, think. It was it some was, weird idea. Google still gave him money. Oh, they gave him a fortune. Because, you know, and then, of course, lots of people who anyway. benefited from his treatment in Newark also gave him money, shockingly, <laughs> as these things turn out. It's worth going back and, and checking that one out. Uh, so that's the six. So Booker, Castro, de Blasio, Gabbard, Williamson, and Yang at 1%. Okay, next one. 
between two so, and five percent. How many candidates? Two to five. Okay. So far, we have seventeen candidates at one percent or less. Uh, Beto's between two and five. Yeah. Right. Uh, Beto is between two and five. He's at four percent. Kamala Harris between two and five. No, Kamala no? Harris not oh, between two. And five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's two other candidates between two and five. Can you name them? Uh, wow! I don't know that I can. Buttigieg, uh, he's got to be a lot farther than that, right? No, he's he's above. He's that, above that, right? Oh, you know what? I well, I was going to say two and I should probably say two and six. I actually wrote that down wrong. Sorry. Oh, well, sorry, two, two and six. You I know. Now you screwed the whole oh, thing up. I did. I did. It's my that bad. Changes everything. It sure does. <laughs> There's three candidates between two and six. My bad. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> so I can't come up with two more. I don't think because. Uh, eh. Is Klobuchar in that group? Klobuchar, yes. yes. 3% for Klobuchar. So wow. 3% Klobuchar, 4% O'Rourke, one candidate she is at 6%. That, she's just a bad person. Can you guess who's at 6%? I, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren? Did we guess, guess Jeffy? Her? No, it's not Elizabeth Warren. It's All not right. Elizabeth? No. And Kamala Harris has got to be higher than right, that. And right, and you say Kamala Harris. So I'll give it to you here. Pete Buttigieg. Six percent. I was giving Pete. more credit than that. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought of him. Uh, I said I, Pete before you changed the numbers. That's why I got it wrong. <laughs> okay. I feel like the shine is has come off a little bit on on Mayor Pete at this point. You, you might be like right. Him, though. I, I I don't know. I mean, I think he I think he's actually a pretty good candidate. Again, I think he's. I a, think so too. I think he he'd is. be a terrible president. All these disclaimers. Yes. Like I don't. I disagree with virtually everything he says. But but he's pretty well he spoken. He says it well. Yes, he's he a smart guy. He's Rhodes Scholar. He's got the military history. Really good on that town hall. and uh he also has i think a, an elevated protective protected group status yes, like he does. there's something like uh, at this point we've already had female presidents run we've had female vice presidents run and almost win it, like the first gay president i think means more to the average democrat sort of voter than you know cory booker another black president right like i mm-hmm. think like again yeah. this is how they make mm-hmm. decisions this is not how i make decisions by any means but this is how the left yeah. makes decisions and they i think being able to say we put the first gay president on the ticket is going to mean something mm-hmm. to a lot of voters so i feel like he's a very big vice presidential candidate possibility oh, yeah. um, and he's also i think still has potentially another run in him here um okay so now we're up to now i'm going to make sure before i tell you <laughs> okay there is one candidate uh, at 10%. I'm going to uh, say that's Kamala Harris. Good guess. Yeah, uh, be Kamala Harris. It is not. It's Elizabeth Warren in this oh, particular wow. situation. What? She's at 10%. Okay. All right, then Kamala's um, more next than up wow. is, Next up is Kamala. She's at 11% in yeah. third place. And as you'd expect, Bernie Sanders at 15 And in first place, as he always is right now, Joe Biden, 33%. It's not even close. Not even close. It really is a race of one. Will Joe Biden screw this up is it, really the question. It's, it's Joe Who's white? Who's white and the and twenty-three male. dwarves? Yeah. That's what it is. It really is. Joe White and the twenty-three dwarves. <laughs> now, we've seen this. I like that. <laughs> Joey Caucasian. The 20, um, he. Uh, we've seen this before, right? Howard Dean had a huge lead at this point in a campaign. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, actually, it wouldn't even be this point. It would be another. So I mean, did Hillary, Rudy by the Giuliani way. Rudy Giuliani yeah. led big. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Hillary led big. It's easy to see Joe Biden losing this. Sure is. Um, although, if he runs a good campaign and doesn't, if he becomes gaff-proof somehow, mm-hmm. and he runs a good campaign, he would be able to walk to victory. The question is, of course, will that happen? I think the answer to that is no. I mean, Joe Biden is going to have a bunch of bad moments in this campaign. He's incapable of. Who do you go- think wins it then? The, the nomination. 
I mean, I still think Biden's the favorite by any means. I For think sure. The interesting question is to go into the rest of the field and say, who could you pull out of there that can make a serious Gotta run at this thing? Else, mm-hmm. right? And Gotta so be... I would say, and I've been saying for a while, I think Kamala Harris might be that person. I think she's a, hmm. she gives the socialist yeah. side of the argument a much better face than a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. Um, and she, I think she's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're going to go down, if let's say Biden were to falter, Another one. I mean, I think Buttigieg would have some sort of run potentially. I think Klobuchar also would. She has a pretty decent case for a candidacy. I mean, she's one big in Minnesota, which is basically a purple state at this point and an important state. It's from the region where Donald Trump kind of stole their blue wall as they look at it. Uh, and she can also give that those moderate vibes. I mean, we had Mike mm-hmm. Lee in here and we asked him about every candidate that was in the Senate that he worked with. And we said, who's the closest to the Constitution, if you had to say one? And he, without hesitation, said Klobuchar. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, like, so, mm. uh, you know, it means something coming from Mike Lee. Yeah, definitely. So, if you know, if Biden were to fall away, like a Biden-Klobuchar sort of ticket could be very likely, I think. Triple eight seven two seven beck This is the Glenn Beck Program. I love getting mail from listeners who respond to our advertisements, and I've been telling you about Blinds.com for a long time. And I got this uh, letter in from uh, Tommy. He lives in uh, Claremont, Florida, and he said, Glenn, our blinds were perfect. We saved a ton of money. I feel like they're higher quality than the box store product. Our windows look brand new with our Blinds.com order. I have several other window blinds that really need replacing, and I will definitely be using Blinds.com. Thank you so much for letting us know about this, and thank you, Blinds.com, for employing such great people who meet and exceed the customer's expectations. That says everything. Take advantage of Blinds.com's Memorial Day Mega Sale. Now you can enjoy their lowest prices of the year. You'll save up to 50% on everything. Plus, Beck listeners will save an extra $20 on top of that with promo code BECK. That's Blinds.com to save 50% site-wide. Plus, save an extra $20 with promo code BECK. It's Pat Stu and Jeffy for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. So why is Joe Biden so far ahead in this race? Is it because he's more moderate than the others? Is it, or is it just because he was Obama's, Biden, right? Obama's vice president? Because Biden yeah. has run several times, and he's never been this you know this close to the no- nomination. He's, he's, he's got to be because he's Joe Biden, right? He, he, that's I mean, this is he wanted to run on his own, which is why he made a point of asking Obama not to endorse him. Yeah, because uh, right. you, know, you don't you don't want that was a great president. moment when when he was asked, "Hey, why isn't uh, Barack Obama endorsing you?" Well, I, I asked him not to, and uh, uh, really, so yeah, yeah, I just I uh, wanted it to be fair to the own. other twenty three. That's candidates. dumb. You should try to win. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's such a lame. Yeah, I didn't want him to. No, uh, and he he didn't really want. And then he started yes, saying he, did. he didn't yes, want to endorse, did. and then he stopped himself. Stopped himself. Uh, amazing, so bad. I think they're. I think, like, if you really think about this from the average person in the, mm-hmm. in America, they probably know who two of these candidates are, which are Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Uh, that's like, yeah. probably do you accurate. Think they, do yeah. you think the average person who's, uh, knows who Kamala Harris is right now? No. I mean, probably not, right? As, as these debates start, they will start to know. And I think that will change. So I think it's largely that they know who he is. 
And I think it's largely name recognition. Though that will change once these debates start. We're only a few weeks away from them. I mean, the first debate yeah, is exactly a, few weeks. a month from now. A, a month. Uh, a month from That's now. Insane. Wow. And it's February third is Iowa. So that is that is we're gonna have you know all these months. The whole second half of this year is gonna be filled with debates and all sorts Jeez. of stuff, commercials and, and everything. It's not Iowa. even the election year. No, think of that. No. You're I mean, already debating May. a year and a half out. Wow, yeah, really early. Uh, they did not seem to learn any of the lessons that I would have. Wa- I would have wanted Republicans to learn from last time, which no. is like you don't need 647 debates. Yeah, like you don't need them every other day on every other network and ask all the same questions. They're going to go through all of this, and it's going to be a nonstop dish of candy for us <laughs> because <laughs> yes, there's going to be so much material. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to it. It is Pat Stu, Jeffy for Glenn, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. If you'd like to get involved in the uh, program, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we got an amazing story um, about a university that's been kicked out of their sports conference. <laughs> it's amazing. It sure. Is. The reason, well, yeah, it might it might astound you, and then again, maybe not. As a matter of fact. Uh, it, we might as well just jump into it. Um, the University of St. Thomas, they're a, a Division three school. Uh, they're being kicked out of the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference because their teams are too dominant. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, you're too good you're too for good. us. And uh, we're sick of it, so we can't beat you. We want you out. <laughs> they're like, well, wait, we, we'd like to stay in the conference. Nope. If you stay nope. in the conference, the conference is going to dissolve. Wait, wow. what? I mean, how dominant have wow. they been? Uh, Do we know? Because I, I don't follow the Minnesota Intercollegiate no, I don't, Athletic Conference. Really? I don't follow it as like. closely as I should. Back in the day, um, I used to get, I used to watch every game. But now it's more like no games. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a slight change in approach. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that seems like a more than a slight change. Really? Yeah, it, hmm. it does. ESPN said St. Thomas has won six MIAC football titles since 2010. Okay, so they won six out of eight or maybe even nine now. Right. And they reached the title game in 2012 and 2015. Uh, But they also said the school's overall athletic program has been on a winning streak. St. Thomas finished uh, 10th nationally in the Learfield Directors' Cup. That's where... They take all the sports and add up how you did in each sport, and then the school that did the best in all of those sports wins the most points. You're acting as if we don't know what the Learfield right. Directors' <laughs> Cup is. That is. I didn't mean to insult your intelligence. Oh, the audience. I, uh, There's millions of I people apologize. going, we know, Pat. We know what the Learfield <laughs> Directors' Cup is. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you explain the Heisman Trophy to us now? <laughs> Uh, according to St. Thomas President Julie Sullivan, she said the league's decision is extremely disappointing, but no added kidding. the school is committed to finding a new athletic conference. 
although our athletic conference will change, one thing will not, our commitment to continued academic and athletic excellence. I mean, I mean according to this, they were one of the founding members of this of this uh, conference. That's crazy. A founding member since 1920, and we're going to kick them out. 1920? I mean, won- they've been in this Jeez. conference for that long, and they're right. kicking them out because they're too good? They That's- won 47% of all the MIAC championships, both team and individual sports. Not even half? From 2003 to 2018, so not still, even that's, half. That's, that's still a successful lot, program. It's a successful it program, but it's not. It but it'd be like the it'd be like the Big Ten kicking Ohio State out of the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, we can't compete with you. We SEC don't want you here kicking anymore. out Alabama. I'm okay right. with that. Uh, you know what? I'm You're okay with that? Yeah, yeah. Of course, we, I would support Alabama getting kicked out of really all <laughs> out of college football. <laughs> so maybe we should reevaluate our stand. Yeah, because it is annoying when that team they have constantly every right to wins. get rid of this school. Every right. <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is annoying when a team constantly wins, right? I mean, the Golden State is again in the finals this year, and people are you know, tired of it. Are tired yeah. of it? They don't want to say New England Patriots. Yes, tired I, of it. I couldn't be more sick of the New England Patriots. Yeah. Thankfully, the Philadelphia Eagles were there to make sure they didn't oh, win God, multiple Super Bowls in a row. That. As we all know, everyone thanks thanks God for the Eagles, but uh, do they? They do. do they? Uh, but I, it is one of those things. It is annoying. And I'm sure as a college where you're losing all the time to the same colleges, I could see it being irritating. But that really should just motivate you to be a better program. Thank you. Yes. And, is... Or you drop out, right? Like if you're yeah. really that frustrated okay. with it, you drop out and join a crappier Go conference. Go to a weaker it, conference. it goes back. Now, according to the story, it goes back to uh, one particular mm-hmm. game. Now, we talk all the time that teams shouldn't hold back. You know, how angry are we are with coaches who reach 50 points and they're winning 50 to nothing and then pull back. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm all I for it. running up the in score. In 2017, St. Thomas played St. Olaf College. And when you bring those two teams you together. You can throw the record books th- right out the window. Mm-hmm. And you have to because St. <laughs> Thomas beat them 97 to nothing. And f- this is football? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a defeat. Yeah, you know you would you yeah. would say we need to go back to the drawing board. And that apparently after that was one. the catalyst. Well, that, that, that should have been the catalyst for Saint Olaf to maybe <laughs> leave, leave, or yes. get their their football team to be a little bit better. Maybe you recruit better. Maybe you work them harder. Maybe you know you try harder. Then right? right? Well, we, the we're, we'd like to try harder only with Saint Thomas out. Because <laughs> really, the whole point of of sports, it's you know. It's supposed to be something where it's pure competition, pure merit, mm-hmm. right? Now, of course, we all know that that's not always the case anymore. But, I mean, that is the idea of it. It's one of the – it's the the last bastion of any merit-based activity uh, in, in the world. <laughs> right. And we're even you know, losing this. And yeah, we're we losing that. Uh, that's why I think, you know, a lot of times conservatives uh, complain about this same sort of thing, like the, the trophy, the free trophy culture, and everybody yeah. gets an award and all of that. And – it's not because we care all that much about uh, you know who gets trophies. It's a, it's about caring about the, the 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 authenticity of competition. You have to have competition that's merit based and pure, or there's no reason to do it. And, and you know, a lot of these sports leagues, when it comes down to the way the salary cap operates and people switching teams to go play with their friends and all of this craziness that goes on in these leagues these days, it's, it winds up. You know, it's putting that little bit of pollution into that world, and you don't want it there. Yeah, we're just we're enabling whiners, yeah, and losers, really. Because if if you keep losing in this conference to this school, as you said, that should be motivation for you to work all that all that much harder 
in order to get better so that you can come back and beat these guys yeah. the next year. Or close the doors of your program. If you're going to lose 97 to nothing to everybody in your conference, maybe it's time to just close the doors and not <laughs> do anything anymore. It's like uh, back in 19, I think it was 1920 or 22, somewhere in there, when Georgia Tech beat Cumberland College 222 to nothing. Yeah. And Cumberland College decided, okay, you know what? We're not going to play football anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's that a good decision. That was a good decision on their part. It was a great decision. Yeah, if you don't want to be humiliated, you either <laughs> strive to do better or you quit. <laughs> they Good old-fashioned quit. quit road. Yeah, you know so. what? At 222 to nothing, it's hard to blame them on that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if, yeah. you, if you lose 17-7, you should probably try harder. You lose 222 mm-hmm. to nothing. You're probably not a very good program. <laughs> yeah. I will say, Pat, I'm mm-hmm. a little disappointed that you didn't remember it was 1916. It was 16? But, okay. All right. Was it 222 to nothing exactly? Yes. And that was, I think this was a game <laughs> where – I think it was this game where they the, – the team on offense – one of the reasons why the score was so high, the team that was losing was angry about it, so they were just not trying. They stopped trying at one point. I think it's this game. It could be mm. – It could be. there's another game that was the same similar type of blowout, and they just stopped trying because they were just like trying to prove a point. Like, go ahead, score another freaking touchdown. And then they would just take the ball and not even try. See, that might be the wrong attitude as well. That might yes, be too. That might yeah, be. yeah, that might be. They should just get out of the league at that point. Well, this attitude has become so prevalent that it's even entered the NFL, where you got people making five, ten, fifteen million dollars a year on defense to stop an offense, and then they still expect the offense not to try hard. Uh, why didn't you take a knee? When it was 27 to nothing. Yeah. Hey, that wasn't nice that you threw a pass. They kicked a field goal <laughs> with a minute left in a 24-10 game. Come right. on. Like, Wait a minute. That's like, uh, they should be doing that. I'm sorry. Isn't your team payroll like $400 million? <laughs> Stop <laughs> them. Yeah. Stop them. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I hate it. It's crazy. It's such a weird, I mean, and it gets folded into sportsmanship. And I mm-hmm. all, I think it's the exact opposite of sportsmanship. If you are taking and and I understand this when it comes to uh, when it comes to you know uh, young kids, a yeah. lot of times this is where this stuff begins. But it's like, what is more insulting to a professional athlete? Either kicking an extra field goal or literally giving up and saying, "I'm so much better than you. If I try, it will be embarrassing for you." That seems to be worse. Much worse. To yes. Me. Yes. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Guys, you know that new Untuck It shirt you've been eyeing? Well, you can save 25% on everything in stores and online with Untuck It's annual Memorial Day sale going on now. Every Untuck It shirt has that just right length and comes in tons of fit combinations. So tall, short, slim, and bigger guys of all ages can look great. Just visit UntuckIt.com or any of Untuck It's 60-plus stores this weekend to save 25%. Untuck it. Shirts designed to be worn untucked. Have you heard about Newsmax TV? It's America's fastest growing cable news channel in 70 million homes. Every minute, every day. Watch Newsmax for breaking news on President Trump. Plus, get insights from Bill O'Reilly, Alan Dershowitz, Pat Buchanan, Mike Reagan, and more. You can find Newsmax TV on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Optimum, Spectrum, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Wow, and dozens of cable systems. So check your guide now and watch Newsmax TV. Real news for real people. It's Pat Stu and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Harvey Weinstein has apparently reached a settlement with some of the women he apparently abused, right? Is that 
Is that allegedly. in lieu of trial? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Apparently. I'm sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly Thank abused you. these 80 women. Uh, it is a fact, though, that nothing's been proven against him. It's true. So and, far and as I know. And he denies, so, he denies and it he, all. He denies any wrongdoing. Of the, of the, uh, the, the cases, those cases will still go to trial. Two well, criminal the, cases. The, yeah, the criminal cases are still going. Yeah. And one of them was a, a rape, um, a, a alleged rape. Um, th- yes. That one is problematic for him because there is audio of him kind of saying he did it. <laughs> so that's a bit of a problem. Oh, wow. Now, of course, he'll say, well, what I meant was, and come up with some other mm-hmm. uh, ex- excuse or explanation, it did pretty much seem like he was going along with the fact that he did grab her several times at the very least. Uh, but so the Weinstein thing is, this is really the company, right? The company is settling with these women. Yes. There's 80 people who had allegedly, or alleged that he had done things to them. Um, and this this is basically becomes a pool of money that they can get claims from, mm-hmm. and it, it was paid from corporate insurance. Mm-hmm. So none of this money comes from Harvey Weinstein, uh, it, and of course he's obviously paid already with the entire you know, the entire company. I mean, you know, what was it? Four days after all this happened, he got fired, and within a couple of months, the company was dissolved. It's gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So this is just kind of a fallout from that, which is a pretty big deal. I mean, I it's weird because people look at this and they say, well, he's not getting the punishment he should get for these things. And I can understand that, though it's not really your choice. It's the woman's choice, right? Like, we like to take the woman's... We say, like, this is all about Me Too and empowering women, but don't let them choose to take a bunch of money. Make the Don't let them choose what they want to do. Right. If they want to take a bunch of money, they should be able to take a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean, you know, a crime but is a crime, and there's a criminal process in, in, for that. The, the but this is, this, is not a, this is not that situation. No, it isn't. But we've also seen in this Me Too movement that they want the bunch of money, and then they, they want to still go. be able to tell yes. on them later. And, I, and that is one thing that is, has not been discussed as much when it comes to the whole Me Too movement, which is, look, humans are awful, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're really awful creatures. You don't have to look at me when you say that. I it's did okay. look at you, didn't I? That was almost instinctive. Uh, they're really awful people, and they do awful things to each other. And this goes both ways. I mean, you know, the, we were just talking about football. Tyreek Hill, who's the star wide receiver for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, sort of. I, I, at this moment, he still is. He's been indefinitely suspended from the team because of these clips of audio where he seems to be being abusive to his wife and talking about potentially being abusive to their it's his girlfriend i don't know if it's girlfriend or his wife but uh and also uh, their child and you know it looks really bad and then they release a competing tape where she's basically admitting he did nothing wrong so i mean yeah but like we don't know where this one turns out i don't know the the ins and outs of it well enough but the bottom line is women are also humans and women are also awful at times and so are guys like everybody does you know, terrible things. There's examples of it all over the place. And at times, the legal system of the United States and even the victims benefit from a, a system that they can go and say, look, I don't want to go through the court system. I don't want to be dredged through the mud. I don't want to go in front of everybody and tell everyone my deepest, darkest, most the worst moment of my life. I don't want to explain it. And they have these settlements for those reasons and now we're like, well, they shouldn't be able to have those settlements. Right. They shouldn't be able to choose that direction. Well, they should be able to choose it. You know, and I, I think that part of it, if that goes away, you're going to wind up having every woman who has a legitimate claim go, had be dragged through the courts by really wealthy people, and it's going to be a terrible outcome at the end.
So, I mean, that's a whole other part of this, but... I think uh, the Weinstein situation is going to play out in ugly fashion over it the next is. Well, year. Well, this settlement, I mean, this is like uh, they're reporting uh, $44 million is the pile. Mm-hmm. That's what it's being reported. Yep. Uh, you know, that's pretty good. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money, but it's yeah. still only part of what's going to happen to Harvey Weinstein here. Oh, yeah. Triple eight seven two seven beck back in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. According to the FBI, the average loss in a burglary is about $2,000. That's pretty hard to recover from. Even so, only one in five homes have home security. With Simply Safe, there's no contracts, no hidden fees, no fine print, no wires. It's designed to blend right into your home. No drilling, nothing, no strings, no wires. It's easy to order and set up, and you can usually do it in less than an hour. Simply Safe system has won a ton of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Around the clock monitoring is $15 a month. Simply Safe. Doing home security the right way. And Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com to get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. Get your free HD security camera now by going to simplysafebeck.com and ordering today. That's simplysafebeck.com. Uh, speaking of Harvey Weinstein, um, some new movies are released this weekend, including Aladdin. Any interest in Aladdin? Oh, is it no? the Will Smith thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good God. That yeah, looks terrible. Yeah, he's the genie, right? Yeah, he's the genie. I don't it think was... I've even seen a, a trailer. Oh, I have. Oh, my yeah, goodness. It looks bad? This is one. I, I feel like really? it's... Really? Like a disaster? It looks to me... It's just like the end of the Will Smith career. <laughs> like, wow, I'm that sure that's bad? not true. I mean, like, I don't. Wow. I mean, it's designed for children, but it's like him as a oh. goofy blue genie. Well, I mean, he's trying to be Robin Williams, right? I mean, that, yeah, that's, the Robin that's, Williams a, that's, that's a tough order that's when you're not order. Robin Williams <laughs> and you're not that's a comedian. I mean, Will Smith try that. is could probably pull it. I mean, like, I, he'll probably do fine. He'll probably make a lot of money and he'll be fine. But like, mm-hmm. it's hard to. It's going to be hard to take him seriously in the next role. Like, I just, I don't know. It got uh, 60 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's the critics. And then, according to Google users, ninety two percent liked it. That's well, pretty high. Yeah. It, looks, it just looks to me to be horrible, but I, I, I have no interest in this uh, this genre. Yeah, that's not a stew type of movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not an adult type of movie, right? It's a, it's a movie for kids. No, yeah, yeah, live action. Uh, yeah, for me, you know, no, I have it's kids. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> me too. Well, now my son is very into anticipation. Is he? Now he's is seven. It the Pikachu thing. Yes, very. Yeah. Ex- he did. He went through a big Pokemon phase, mm-hmm. and is it saw the preview of this movie at another movie we were at, and is very excited to see it. I am not as uh, high on it. Uh, I am so glad I don't have small children to have to take to this. I am so glad. Then there's something this, well, called. The, this is Pat though, where the dine-in theater becomes a big thing because I can go to yes. any movie and it's at a dine-in theater. As long theater, as there's food, just shovel food down my you mouth. Can the entire time. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and not to mention, I mean, uh, yeah. the, you know, this is not going to be necessarily your forte here, Pat. But of course, the full bar of being available mm-hmm. makes Aladdin pretty good. I gotta believe there's a certain <laughs> amount of drinks in which Will Smith's and, performance is excellent. Uh-huh. And I gotta tell you, uh, a couple of those movies, you put your feet up in those movies, you're. Oh you're yeah, I've fall, fallen asleep before, yeah. especially at a movie with with the kids. Like, because if you're not, you know, some of them Daddy, are Daddy, good. Watch, yeah, I am, yeah. I am, yeah. 
Yeah, my kids like wandered off into Hostel Part Two. He's in another part of the theater. I'm like sound asleep on a chair. That happens. Did you see the new theater? They're open up, uh, opening up in I think it was Switzerland, uh, and it's basically a bedroom. Uh, it, you lay on a bed. Uh, it looks like a bed anyway. Mm-hmm. And they've got they come in and they change it every single showing apparently. And you, I mean, it literally rec- reclines into a bed mm. with like, like a bed stand. Up. I I don't know how you stay awake. <laughs> With that, kind no, of, you just fall asleep. That kind of comfort is just—it gets too comfortable at at some point. They're doing all sorts of these weird things. Have you heard the new? This is off topic, but I've been seeing commercials for this lately, and I, I think it's actually a thing, which is the Capital One Cafe. Yes, yes. Why would you what? want a bank yeah. that's a cafe? Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't you understand don't want to just it. Go into I, a bank and bank. Right, because they're like mm-hmm. we're, we're reinventing banking. Right, yeah. and what it means is, I guess you go and you get a coffee while you're opening an account. <laughs> like it seems to be the <laughs> so legitimate weird. pitch. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I will say I'm intrigued enough to walk into one of them if I could find one. Because I want to know what they're trying to do. I think it do. every single time. I think, do Wait. I want that in my bank? <laughs> right. I, I don't know that and they I'm don't looking seem, for that. They don't seem to ever say they're serving anything. It looks like uh-huh. a cafe, and they say uh-huh. the word cafe, but then they just talk about signing up online banking, for bank yeah. accounts. And I'm like, well, well I can do that. we imagined a bank into a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I've already... I'm go to a, why don't I just go to a coffee shop? Because you're not going to be able to bank there. <laughs> I don't know if you can bank at the bank. Like, this is like because it's now a coffee shop. And if you're going to combine two things, uh, I'm not. I I don't think bank and cafe are the way no. I would go. Like there's a place uh, near where I live, and it's like a, mm. one of these like strip malls. Um, and I, I don't know if it's a Robert Kraft establishment, but there's a massage place <laughs> in the strip mall, and next to it is a donut shop. But on the sign for the complex, it just says massage donuts. And I'm like, donuts and massage is a solid combo. That's a great combo. Like, I just want to be, you're getting a massage and people are just feeding you donuts at the same time. That's the sort of combination you want. KFC Taco Bell. Right, like they're they're all they're in the same thing. You go in there, you can order whatever fried chicken thing you want, and you get a bunch of tacos. Like that's a solid combination. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, I feel like bank and cafe is not the direction we need to be going. What if you could go the other way on the bank cafe, where it starts as a cafe, but we also do banking now, (laughs) like Starbucks. Starbucks, just open up a bank. We're just (laughs) we're (laughs) reimagining a coffee shop, and we're going to give you banking, uh, thank you, a, a banking experience here as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that worked out. I, guess I know it's no. not a movie, but have you started watching uh, Chernobyl yet? No, oh, I have not. So good. The first episode is really good. I, I, I know there's there's, well, there's three episodes released on HBO now. I, I think I'm two in, and they both are really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But I see where uh, hmm. IMDb uh, ranked it as its uh, top-rated show now. Oh, wow. Uh, 9.5. Nice. Uh, and it also had, uh, you know, it's like the topest launch on Sky Atlantic now of like 1.7 million viewers. Wow. Hmm. You're Huge. listening to Glenn Beck. All the things I think about every day, stroke wasn't one of them. Then, my brother had one. My doctor said four out of five people who have a stroke never show symptoms, but 80% of strokes can be prevented when the risk is identified early. So I decided to get screened by Lifeline Screening. In about an hour, Lifeline Screening did a series of painless ultrasound screenings to look inside my arteries and determine my risk for stroke and cardiovascular disease. If you're over 40, call Lifeline Screening now. For just $149, a savings of over 50%, you'll get a five-screening package that can help detect the warning signs so you can help prevent a stroke or heart attack from happening to you. When I got the results, I went to my doctor who developed a treatment plan. Lifeline Screening's community health screenings are coming to your neighborhood. Appointments are limited. Make yours now. Call 1-888-670-TEST. That's 1-888-670-TEST. 1-888-670-TEST. 
Sign up at blazetv.com using promo code BECK to enjoy free speech while it lasts. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat Stewart, Jeffy for Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, and uh, we've been talking about this. Uh, you guys mentioned the Chernobyl movie. Is it? A, yeah. Is it a documentary? It is a no. It's a, it is a live action. It's like a series. So a, it's a like mini series on HBO. Oh, okay. A limited series. Yeah, I think right. it's the Sorry, thing. Thank you. Yes, the So it's like series. maybe I think it's six or seven episodes total. Um, I think only three of them are out so far, yes. and it just goes through the entire Chernobyl thing from like it starts the day the meltdown happens. And this is an event I'm absolutely fascinated with. I mean, it is Always legitimately, happen, yeah, it's legitimately on my my bucket list of I need to get there. Now, the problem with Chernobyl is it might be the last thing on your bucket list because mm-hmm. you go there <laughs> and then you don't come back. No, it's it's actually completely it's safe now, right? to humans, yeah. and like it, they're not moving people back into the area for multiple reasons. No, but animals have moved back. I just saw that on oh, one yeah. of my nature shows. Yes, I've been watching yeah. lately, oh. and and they oh. said it's it is fascinating. Uh, unbelievable how the animal kingdom has just moved right back in mm-hmm. and there's abundant life there now yeah uh, and it's th- not there's it, plenty to eat the you know the greenery has grown again and it's not like the simpsons with mr burns with every fish has three eyes no like, no they're just fine, <laughs> uh-huh. fine. you know the, the later on physicists have said that the bottom line is they actually probably should not have issued a mandatory evacuation of the area even when it happened and the, the thought was at the time... I don't think we understood it Yeah, we didn't. No, we didn't. We, did. we thought it was going to kill mm-hmm. a lot Everything. more people. And, and, and one of the things that Chernobyl, the series, does really well is highlight the real heroic activities of the people who were there working at the plant and in the surrounding areas. Yes. I mean, they basically rushed into a burning building like you'd mm-hmm. never seen before and just to protect the people around them it was the government that was the complete disaster as you'd expect no kidding uh it really i mean you know this is a it's not a people tried to make this into see this is what can happen with nuclear power no Uh, no. see this is what can happen with awful government this is what can happen with communism i mean they basically were running a giant reactor without a containment facility now that would never happen today even in places like russia i mean they Mm -hmm. no one would no one would operate a nuclear power plant, anything like Chernobyl. And the other times that we've had uh, issues with uh, and scares with nuclear uh, energy, they have been nothing but a giant testament to the success uh, of the way they've protected people. In Three Mile Island, the worst exposure to radiation at Three Mile Island was a full chest of x-rays. A full set of chest, uh, chest x-rays. And that's and, why uh, thousands of people died? No, no one died. No, zero he's talking people about died. Three, no, he, yeah, he three mile, mile island. Three mile still, island. Yes, yeah. uh, you know, zero the people died. Nuclear disaster in the history of this nation. <laughs> That's you. actually true, but right. also zero <laughs> people died. <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, Jeffy and I have uh, joked about this. We used to do this on patents too all the time with Fukushima. But again, zero Update people. Update on Fukushima. Shima, zero uh, people still died. Did you scare the one? We've, yes. Yeah, yes, I, we did. Yeah. So I think we're starting to see some Fukushima animals in the ocean. We speak, my friends. Not even a thing. What is a Fukushima animal? <laughs> People get confused between the actual nuclear meltdown mm-hmm. and the tidal wave. Right, the tidal wave killed lots of people. Killed lots of people. The tsunami killed a lot of people. Yeah, ten thousand or yeah. more. Yeah, it was a terrible, so, terrible incident. Yeah. And yet they Fukushima. try to they try to vilify mm-hmm. nuclear power. At the same time, they warn us about climate change. When, when nuclear power <laughs> yes. would be like the easiest solution to climate change known to man, it's an unlimited amount uh, of emission free electricity. And right. they're like, no, you can't do that. 
Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to spot an actual environmentalist and a person who's a, uh, was using it for political gain. If they will tell you, you know what? Yes, nuclear power, please bring it on. They are a real environmentalist. Like they actually care about global warming. There's a whole group of people who are on the far left who mm-hmm. really care about global warming but are advocating for nuclear power. And at least you could take them seriously. Like here is, okay, we have this amazing technology that has killed in its entire existence 59 people, all of them at Chernobyl, basically. I mean, people have fallen at plants and stuff, but I'm talking about actual meltdowns. Um, and we have what, an you, amazing... what about the China syndrome when that happened? That, that and was that... a movie. Oh, yeah, that was a movie. No, I specifically saw that documentary. Yeah, you saw it in the hallway here. Isn't that the one that... No, that was the... What was the one that was was filmed here? There's another nuclear disaster uh, movie that was filmed here in the studios. We're in Dallas. Silkwood. 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 With Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. (laughs) Who you love. Oh, I hate getting... She was was great in that movie, though. She is terrible in all movies. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But the Chernobyl thing is excellent. If you you think Chernobyl is interesting, it's worth watching. If you just like good television, it's worth watching. But let me give you a third reason. If you happen to be considering voting for, let's say, a Bernie Sanders, if you know someone who happens to be the type of person who might pull a lever for Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or anyone else who thinks, you know, AOC, Democratic Socialism's the way to go, it's a must watch for yes. them because you see exactly the way these governments operate. You sure do. It, it, it was, it's, it's amazing it, how much you see. It's like. Oh, my God. Yeah, because, again, when you prioritize the collective over individuals, you get this mindset. And let me give mm. you a great example of it. This is from episode one of Chernobyl. Um, and it is, this, to set the scene here, the meltdown has happened. They realize something serious is going on. But there's a disagreement as to what they should do about and, it. And how bad it is. And how bad it yeah. is. Like, they, A lot of the people there are like, look, it's, not, it's nothing serious. We've already contained it. Everything's going to be fine. And then there's just this, the, the, the inkling of other people who are like, hey, like, it seems to be a lot worse than you're saying. Yes. I think we should evacuate our families. We should get people out of here. And they're like, no, that's going to cause a panic. And they're in the middle of this back and forth. Who's going to win? The people saying it's not a big deal or uh, the people who are worried about yes. their families. And so as this is all happening, there's, there's a, an old, old-time socialist. The guy has been around a while. You know, He's kind of sitting in the back room. And he's just watching all this happen. And as the arguing sort of builds up, he taps his cane on the floor and everyone just drops silent to listen to what this old school guy is about to say. And listen to this speech and play it to anyone who wants to vote for Bernie Sanders because this is how it always ends up. Listen. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we fall prey to fear. But our faith in Soviet socialism will always be rewarded. Now, the state tells us the situation here is not dangerous. Have faith, comrades. The state tells us it wants to prevent a panic. Listen well. It's true. When the people see the police, they will be afraid. But it is my experience that when the people ask questions that are not in their own best interest, they should simply be told to keep their minds on their labor and leave matters of the state to the state. We seal off the city. No one leaves and cut the phone lines. 
contain the spread of misinformation. That is how we keep the people from undermining the fruits of their own labor. Mm. Yes, comrades. We will all be rewarded for what we do here tonight. Yeah. This is our moment to shine. Hmm. Hey, think about it. Chilling. <laughs> it is chilling. I, I didn't realize uh, somebody from Great Britain was in charge of the Soviet Union. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's, there's a number of them. They, they infiltrated. They yeah. Pretty British. Yeah. Uh, but it's really <laughs> well done. It's, that they were the yeah. head of the Communist Party. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of people from England. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's it's amazing, though. The two parts of that <laughs> where. Hello, comrades. <laughs> Blimey, it's a beautiful day. Uh, when he says uh when people ask questions that are not in their best interest yeah like that is a that is the way socialist governments keep your mind on your labor yeah and they say uh you know when they when they want to do things that will undermine their own labor um that is how communists and socialists think about these things because Mm -hmm. once you commit to this once you commit to, we are the experts, we will run things, we will tell you how how it is best to live, what you need to do, yes. how you can control the economy. Once you get there and it starts failing, all you can do is double down and control. So when 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 the state wants something done and people are panicking, seal off the city. Don't cut mm-hmm. all the phone lines. Don't let anyone know. Let Don't let these people undermine their labor. Yeah, but I, I let anyone know, Stu. That, that's, that's so harsh. We just wanted to curb misinformation. Curb misinformation. That's the way. There's always a justification. And when you get to this point, when, you're, when you are dedicated to socialism, like, I mean, how many of the 24 candidates are? I mean, certainly none of them talk that deeply out, uh, uh, in an overt fashion. But I mean, when you're an ideologue like Bernie Sanders, when you went to the Soviet mm-hmm. Union on your honeymoon, <laughs> you are so dedicated to this yes, you are. that this that protecting socialism from people perceiving it to fail. If he was able to implement this, which if he gets to be president, he will do a lot of it. Uh, and he will over I think he'll get rid of the filibuster. I think he'll do whatever he has to do to get these policies in. And if he does, he will do anything to protect it. Anything. Because it's all about the collective good. We must protect socialism because if this fails, mm-hmm. they'll go back to that individualism individualism stuff. They'll go back to the old American system. We can't let that happen. And that's what the Soviet Union was doing there. It was Yes, it was about a disregard for human life, which is the way no, people normally talk about it. But in, in reality, more than that, it was an unending dedication to that idea of socialism. It doesn't matter if a few people die here. Who cares? The bottom line is... It, we will be rewarded for our eternal dedication to so, uh, Soviet socialism. And the scary thing is, uh, what contributed to that? A disregard for human life. Yeah. They didn't care. It meant nothing to yep. them. They worked and, together. And is that not pervasive in the Democrat Party? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're essentially a death cult now. They, they, don't, they don't seem to care about human life either. They completely disregard it. That's why it's not a big deal that they can do an abortion in... You know, right up to and including 40 weeks. Or after 40 weeks. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter to them. Don't even call it a heartbeat. It's a uh, some sort of pulse. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Some fetal flickering pulse. pulse. Flickering that pulse. Was the tech, yeah. That's the one they're using now. Flickering pulse on, a, on an ultrasound. Jeez. I saw someone post a, something that was like, it said like, um, uh, 
pregnancy does not make my body public pr- property. It's like what? A, what kind of weird way is this to look at the world? Like we, what we're saying is the other person is not your property. Just mm-hmm. like my son right now, I can't just go kill because he's not my property. He's an individual. He has his mm-hmm. own set of rights. Uh, and I love this idea that like the left somehow tries to make the argument that what they really want here is the government not to be involved in things. Who the hell are you people? I know. <laughs> we were all there for Obamacare. Mm-hmm. You're saying health care has nothing to do with, with the public sector. But, you know, it's not public well, property. Well, that's a right. Why, why is every one of my decisions when it comes to health care uh, regulated by thousands of things that I can and cannot do? Why am I paying for everyone else's health care if, prop- if, if their health is not my property? Because it certainly seems like you are willing to bring the government into every other health care interaction except yep. the one that you falsely call health care, abortion. It's the <laughs> yep. one you, they keep calling health care when it's not, and yet they want us involved. The only thing they want the libertarian principle carried out in is abortion. It's amazing. So you're saying that's a good thing? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I thought, I thought <laughs> so. I was getting that. Mm-hmm. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I love getting mail from listeners who respond to our advertisements, and I've been telling you about Blinds.com for a long time. And I got this uh, letter in from uh, Tommy. He lives in uh, Claremont, Florida, and he said, Glenn, our blinds were perfect. We saved a ton of money. I feel like they're higher quality than the box store product. Our windows look brand new with our Blinds.com order. I have several other window blinds that really need replacing, and I will definitely be using Blinds.com. Thank you so much for letting us know about this, and thank you, Blinds.com, for employing such great people who meet and exceed the customer's expectations. That says everything. Take advantage of Blinds.com's Memorial Day Mega Sale. Now you can enjoy their lowest prices of the year. You'll save up to 50% on everything. Plus, Beck listeners will save an extra $20 on top of that with promo code BECK. That's Blinds.com to save 50% site-wide. Plus, save an extra $20 with promo code BECK. It's uh, Pat and Stu and Jeffy for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. This is kind of interesting, although unfortunate as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> CBS won the late night, uh, late show war oh. for the first, the whole season. Really? For the first time since 1994-95 with, oh, yes, no. Stephen Colbert. I can't believe he was in first place. First I can't either because I can't. Yeah. I don't like him. He's not that funny. I don't like him. No, I, and it's a one-trick pony. He just tries to make Trump right. jokes all day. You know, it's interesting. There's kind of competing evidence going on with that because you know he when they, when he first started Colbert, he was getting destroyed by Fallon, mm-hmm. and he yes. and he was mm-hmm. not doing lots of political stuff. And then the Trump thing happened. He started doing the political stuff, and that has been his rise. Yeah, seems so to for have late worked, night, yeah. it seems to have worked. For MSNBC, sort of works. CNN. Totally not, right? Like, yeah, you know, and 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 I think you mentioned ESPN as well. Yeah, ESPN. We talked about this the other day. They, uh, the president at ESPN, put a stop to the political talk on ESPN. Good, thank you. Mm. It's what we've been saying. When you turn to ESPN, you you don't want to hear a bunch of left wing politics. Who wants that? No one. one. And so he put his foot down and clamped down on it and said, "No more, no more." What was the? Remember the the two people who were doing the Sports Center thing? What the? 
the woman who was just basically calling yeah, Trump Jamel, a racist, Jamel Hill, Hill right? Yeah. And she she went mm-hmm. to I think she's at the Atlantic now, which that you can't Good place for her. you can't have Kevin Williamson working there. God forbid, you know, right. a well-known, like, great writer uh, that's conservative. You can't have him there. But Jamel Hill, completely no fine. Problem, right. um, mm-hmm. Which, again, you, know, you should be able to have... I mean, Jamel Hill can, ha- you know, have a job expressing her opinion, but but Sports Center is a terrible place for it. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, it was just agonizing. It was just yes. a nonstop mm-hmm. social justice parade. It's like, right. I get that that's part of the conversation and everything in life, right? Like, you ha- it, God forbid you have a conversation that doesn't involve race. I'm, I know. <laughs> I, I, just like, it's, I know. It has to, and again, it's the same thing we were talking about earlier. It, it is a an excuse for everything. And then what it, I love is, we need to have a conversation about race. A conversation. <laughs> what? That's a all we've been doing yeah. for the last 30 years. Like, look, look, what's the difference between Brooks Kepka, the golfer, and Tiger Woods, the golfer, at the same point of their public prominence? I mean, Brooks Kepka has won four of the last eight majors. Nobody knows what his name is. Right. Right? Four yeah. of the last eight majors. Tiger Woods was an absolute phenomenon. They're both dull as any as a board when it comes to an interview. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? But Tiger Woods had that extra thing that people liked. Does that mean? Is, I mean, you can put race into every single one of these issues if you want to. It's it's silliness. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. just look at the just judge people by the content of their freaking character. It's a bizarre request, I know. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck.